This is Sasso. DJ Yo, what's up? This is Sally Tony from Jurassic Bob, and you're now live and direct on Not So Fresh Podcast all day. Hey, ba 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 You are now tuning in to the Not So Fresh Podcast number 29. Today 29. is December 14th, 2017. 2017. And we are here reporting to you from San Diego, California. Yeah. The most beautiful city in the whole wide world, I must say. Oh, yeah. Um, and in the house, we have a Ninja Turtle with a camera. <laughs> Give it up to Mikey, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I fucking hit you guys. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hit all you guys. Big surprise. Yeah, and also in the house, we got motherfucking Rocks Right. What up? Representing Eight Crews. No. Just kidding. <laughs> Ocho. Not, not, yet. not there yet. Not there yet. So. Ocho. And then, also in the house, you got a guy with cut off pants. <clears throat> oh, yeah. My dick got so long, <laughs> I had to cut the pants and ventilate my cock. Scrubs, too. It's like the Garden of Eden because the snake's coming out and tempting you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and my name is Sasso. Um, if you've probably already heard by now, uh, you might want to listen to this podcast with some headphones or at a very low level on your volume because we are going to be speaking in ways that aren't suitable for the young children's or for your mother or your father or for your parents. So, yeah. This is a warning that we will fucking cuss. Yeah. Anyways, what's up, guys? What's up? What's how's, up? how's it going? What's going on? It's all right. Yeah. What's 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 new? What's been going on? Rearranged the studio. Oh yeah, the fucking uh, Our the viewers, studio looks good. Art viewers can't really see because oh. uh, you know this is. A, well, well, actually, Mike's recording right now a video, so yeah. maybe you guys will eventually see it. Nah. I'm on a nice, comfortable chair right now. Yeah, it's I bought that cool. chair just so Sasa could fart. And <laughs> yeah, it, and it get filtered through the, uh, the. Yeah, it's netted. The woven net thing. My crab dust is gonna go through Ooh, the net. Yeah, it'll smell like roses. Yeah, I'm gonna take it. Oh, um, I'm drinking this uh, kombucha beer that Roxry brought. What? Roxy yeah. brought something? Yeah. Oh. Besides himself and his it's fucking a Xbox? Hand, <laughs> it's a Don't be hand, dog. <laughs> kind of tastes like a mimosa. Yeah, except half the bottle blew all over Roxy's face. I think he was struggling. What blew all over Roxy's face? <laughs> oh, yeah. The cum. <laughs> Bucha. The cum. <laughs> all the boots. God, I love it. My dogs drank, drank half the bottle already. They're fucking drunk. Look at them. I think he was uh, yeah, stroking it in, oh, in a sort of way that it just erupted. Yeah, that was kind he, of. He's fun. good. He's good. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> dude, are you gonna talk about you at the fucking reindeer game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we well, talk about Sasso, the little athlete next to us? Yeah, we could talk about that. Yeah, Sasso so, standing in at what five three, hundred and forty five pounds, five. soaking wet. One fifty five, soaking wet. 
Yeah. He's a B-boy. Um, he was in the Jabberwockies. Yeah. <laughs> he did. I was. And now he's a CrossFitter. Uh, yeah, I guess you can say that. I just want to create the segue uh, of, yeah. uh, of you being the super athlete for uh, for someone of your stature. Yeah, I th- um, the last time we podcasted, um, I was in a, co- a CrossFit competition, yeah. Yeah, you were training? And that I was ready? training for, yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. I, uh, You know, we were training for that, me, Citrus, uh, my girlfriend Tina, and like a few other people from our gym. And it was uh, it was a cool experience, man. The the competition itself was a way cool experience. It was hard for me not to compare it to a b boy jam. Um, and in some in some ways it was the same, and in some ways it was totally different. Um, <laughs> there was um, you know obviously there's a lot of fit people there. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. that are standing over me, like three three feet over me. You were definitely in the bottom percent of uh when uh, it comes to height of uh, BMI. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, everyone was giant. Yeah. And uh, there's big. butts everywhere, like, and I don't mean just like girls' butts. Like everyone was wearing fucking tights. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was like, a lot of good-looking people. It was just like like you couldn't be excited if you saw a butt that you like. You had to like confirm it was a there's a lot of butts yeah it was a, it was a guy or a girl you didn't care yeah, though you were like just, fuck yeah it was hard it was oh, hard for me it was hard for me to just like, not look stare at those glutes yeah. I, I felt like a clodsdale horse with the little thing on their yeah. eyes and so i wouldn't be like it was my uh, eyes won't, wouldn't be wandering it was really distracting yeah it so was, yeah mike was mike was there mike yeah, you were there if you were filming he was taking um, in all the ass yeah. <laughs> i was taking it all in yeah you were <laughs> um <laughs> But way to contribute to the one, podcast, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things was uh, everybody was on time. Wow. Yeah, wow. everybody was. So on it wasn't time. a b boy jam. No, that, that's where it was like you know you you kind of where I was. It was hard for me not to compare and like everybody was there on time. Um, uh, there was no egos. Like the the energy there was really cool. Like everybody was hella nice. Everybody was chill. Um, and usually like, you know, when you get to a b-boy event and you have that many people there, they're already like showing off, yeah. you know? And that's what I was trying to explain to some, uh, some, uh, some of the other gym buddies that I have is like, it's crazy that in an event like that, if it was breaking, all those people that are waiting around, like kind of warming up, they're like stretching and stuff like that would have already been like showing off their skills and like establishing the alpha you know, That's in, in that kind of situation. Yeah. Um, but everybody there is like, you can't really tell like who's dope and who's not, like who's strong and who's not. Like they obviously look strong, but some of them, you know, like they're, that's, that's what they got. And like, but, a lot of the times you can't really tell because they're not doing anything. Right. Not that's... until like the actual competition. But uh, <laughs> I couldn't do what that dude did. You know what I mean? And I think. You're like an airbag, dude. <laughs> I don't like how you laugh so hard at his joke, dude. That's Waiting. Because uh, hey, 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 rocks hey, right. Hey, hey, hey. Waiting to get disinflated. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. I'm not bu- basically, I'm not built for performance. It's uh, just all aesthetics. And then uh, CrossFit is about uh, performance, right? Yeah. You being know, efficient. You, being strong, being efficient, uh, having stamina, all those things, uh, and being technical as well. And what kind of steroids you take as well? Oh, yeah. There's also <laughs> that talk. Um, I was looking at everybody's backs. I was like, you got zits on your back. <laughs> uh. Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah. Here's the thing that people. I was bugging out on, right? 
So, like, the thing that I was, I didn't tell you this, but I was, like, looking forward to seeing is because, all right, so, uh, not Rocks, right? We're not talking about that channel. Sasso <laughs> See, I'm here. on your mind. Sasso here. You've done tons mm-hmm. of shit. Like, you know, you've, you've performed in front of thousands. You've, mm-hmm. you've done all sorts of things when it comes to performing. Oh, he's had But he how, has. how are you going <laughs> to do Under the this pressure. Lift? Under pressure, right? Because yeah. that was the thing. Because it's like, we all seen Sasso at a gym walking in fucking cocky as shit. You with know, my cock confident. out. Yeah. yeah. Rocking out, Rocking with, out with my cock out. out yeah. yeah. So I was like, what's he going to look like here? And uh, I look like a deer in, in front of the headlights, right? You did look like you got uh, <laughs> got a little shook. I did, man. That shit's nervous as fuck, especially like for that first lift. Uh, yeah. Uh, it it, it should have been easy for me. It should have But been. it wasn't. And uh, it fucked me up a little bit. But, it's scary. Yeah. Was it the nerves? <gasps> yeah, it was scared. the nerves. I just wasn't concentrating. I uh, wasn't focused. I kind of got in my head a little bit, and like, um, yeah, yeah. So it it was just that was a bad. Now, thing. why don't you have that when it comes to breaking? Because he's, um, he's done that. Hey, let him answer it, dude. Uh, all right. Let's, like, uh, what do you these mean? questions, man. What do you mean, like? Uh, why like, don't you have that issue? Breaking? Like, fold under pressure. Yeah, breaking? getting shook. Uh, I think with b-boying, you every, all every, every b-boy has sort like an ego of some sort, you know, like. All, everybody has their own style, and so they, they kind of know that they're good. So, like, in breaking, you have to be somewhat confident and, and kind of cocky, you know. Like, in, in not in a bad way, but just, like, you, you right. know that you, so you have a different style, and so you kind of put yourself uh, uh, out there in a, in a different way. So the reason why I ask that is because there's no reason for you to not have that same mentality competing. But I'm not as strong in the, as those fucking <clears throat> those big ass guys. You don't know that. See, you you just said. Well, I'm a at, second ago. This was my I first competition. So, That's what I'm saying. So yeah, it was, so, like, I was a little shook. Yeah. It, it is his first tournament. Yeah. Sure. First, first hey, hey we're not gonna softball this in, dude. Let's be hard. It takes time to build confidence. And I was in the advanced level. That is another thing too. Yeah. You should get props for it. Yeah. You didn't act like a wuss and do what was it? Intermediate. Intermediate. There was a lot of big dudes or big people. Like that were swole, intermediate yeah. that should have been in the in the advanced. Right, street. right. So like they took Mike. the easy. They took the easy road. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they yeah. took the easy road to fucking perform. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there was certain movements that they couldn't do, like muscle ups, uh, handstand walks, um, you know, <clears> stuff <throat> like that. That we were like, okay, even though we might not be able to put up too much weight, we know that we can, we got handstand walks, we got muscle ups and all that stuff. So mm. that's where. That's what put us in the advanced level. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah. Maybe those big guys are like first timers too. No, I doubt it. They're fucking snatching like 300 pounds and shit. Oh, oh, for real? Guys, yeah. And how, how many people uh, competed? There was about maybe like uh, like 100 teams. Dude, there's a shitload Fuck. of fucking And each people. team has how many people? Three, Three people. people. Okay, so like 300 competitors. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So 300 <laughs> competitors. That's a lot, yeah. And it was like, what, like 3,000 people there, maybe? Yeah, there was, yeah. And was, there's spectators, or it's just the main spectators, people competing? A ton of spectators. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's awesome. So, <laughs> they all had binoculars and shit. No, no, no. <laughs> it was, it was oh, pretty shit. intimate. It was like right there on the floor, and it was... It's kind of like a cipher, like, but it was a big square of like big ass square of people e- around e- everywhere. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, let me get in there. So, yeah, <laughs> lift some weights. <laughs> but it was really cool. Um, like, like how I said uh, that the the energy was really cool. At one point, um, Tina, 
was the last one to finish up one right. of the workouts and everybody all the athletes all the everybody that was competing all the spectators were like cheering, cheering her on so yeah it was uh, it was pretty inspiring to watch that and watch them work through it like the three girls were adorable <laughs> right like how they yeah. fucking work through the uh, the mental obstacles yeah you on the other hand i was just like Man, I want to give you a hug. I'm like, Sasso, <laughs> fucking get that confidence, dude. Yeah. You got this shit. I think the la- my last heat, and I put that up on Instagram, that was where I knew that I was going to be able to just kind <clears> of <throat> crush it. Yeah. Because um, double unders, uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty good at because of like when I was training boxing with uh, Godoy. And That's skipping rope, everybody. Skipping rope, yeah. <laughs> but it was with a heavy rope. It was with a heavy, How much heavy, is the heavy rope weight. I don't know. You it sound was, so impressed just now. Thick. It's in my pants. Um, it's crazy. I can't remember like how uh, how heavy it is, but it's like a really thick rope, and it's mm-hmm. just, it's really hard to um, I'm just control I it. You. Yeah, and then the sandbag was 150 pounds, which is like pretty much my weight as well. Yeah, so, yeah. I should have crazy. So yeah, I knew that I was able to do that versus like the. The snatch. And you went aggressive, too, because you also tried to do your PRs yeah. with your lifts as well. So there's a couple things. Yeah, there's a couple I, strategies that you, you guys actually went for, and you guys went all in. Yeah. So I just want to make sure everybody knows yeah, that, you thank, know. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. So it was cool, man. It was a, it was a good experience overall. Um, we are planning to do another competition in January, January 27th, which is the Battle of the Barracks. Uh, it's going to be me, uh, Tina, and Citrus. Oh, cool. Nice. So Where, where's this going to be at? CrossFit Barracks or something like that. Okay. So yeah. In San Diego. Here in San Diego, yes. Okay. Yeah. How much does it normally cost for a spectator <laughs> yeah. to come watch? Oh um it depends. Uh like the first one that I went to go spectate at was free. Mm-hmm. Uh it just depends on the actual event. This one was only ten bucks yeah, for spectators. Um, okay. And yeah, I'll find out though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'll give more do. information. Please yeah, let us know. So yeah. we'll, we'll be training for that, and I we, think we're gonna go cheer you on. I think we might be doing the the advanced level for that one as well. So we'll see. I'm gonna train for that and see if I could even get like 20, so the girls can do like 35 of each. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Because I think they could do the 115 what pretty it, what, easy. What exercise is it? It's a clean. Uh, it's a. It's a. Can you describe that one? Um, for all the people that probably don't know about it, yeah, yeah, um, clearly know, right? I don't. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a clean. Um, you're pretty much picking up the barbell, setting it on your front rack position, uh, mm-hmm. on your shoulders, and then standing it up. Okay. So you're lifting it onto your shoulders and then uh, standing it up from a, like a squat. <clears throat> okay. So that's wow. that's uh. You guys should wear uh, reps. You guys should Damn. all wear Mr. Clean T-shirts. Like, <laughs> we're here to clean <laughs> shit up. Shit up. <laughs> Clean shit up. It should should just be Mike on our shorts. (laughs) On our shorts. On our shorts. Mike with the cheerleader and pompons on. Oh jeez. So, anyways, yeah. That's that's uh that's in January. So we did a we're doing a video series on the whole thing right now. Uh, We have two episodes that are going to drop this week. Yeah, make sure you guys check it out. It's on toughrocking.com and um, it's um, what is it? Oh, tough training. Yeah. With Citrus, me, Tina, and. Did you Christina? get Christine? Yeah. yeah. Uh, or is it Christine? Christine. Yeah, yeah she's in it as well. Well, Christina. And then it. your coach, Michael. <clears throat> yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, make sure you guys to check guys it out. Too, yeah, yeah shout out to Turnpoint, our gym. You know, a um, s- lot of support there. They're all they're all really good coaches and people that, um, you know. The thing about our, our gym is that they're not 
they're kind of like the rocks so fresh of CrossFit. They they're more about the community and the the actual like just kind of like the technical. And like the, the 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 how is that like rock so fresh? Uh, in breaking, I'm just fucking around. Like with, with us in breaking, like we're, we don't we don't really care about competitions and winning and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And that's how our gym is. It's oh, like it's okay. more about like the actual, I guess I don't know, like working out. Yeah, the working out and like the lifts and all that stuff, like okay. the technical stuff. Gotcha. So, anyways, nice. Yeah, that was you know, that's cool. what happened. Since last podcast. Yeah. Yeah. With me. What about you guys? Rocks, right? Rocks, right? What's new in the B-Boy world? Dude? <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I, I've been chilling. You've been chilling? Yeah. yeah. A lot of relaxing. A whole lot of uh, Xbox yeah. playing? Yeah. Hell yeah. That's what I heard. <laughs> yep. Killing it. <laughs> killing uh, it. Yeah. Nah. I, yeah. It's the older system, but it's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I've just been keeping up with what's happening with the battles and stuff. Um, yeah. There's a lot of stuff constantly happening. Happened and they have a um what was it they had a two on two in, in Belgium so they invite like duels guest duels uh, it was a pretty big tournament I guess but they had some good battles um Taiske and Nisei won that one um it was called the LCB Choose Your Destiny Nisei! yeah so they held it down man it was dope to see how like the type of battles that were there like the talent that was there it was nice to see see them go at it um another thing that's happening is uh the Pro Breaking Tour did a pocket purse of $50,000 for 126 b-boys that have placed in their tournaments all year long. So if you entered uh, any UDEF or Pro Breaking Tour battle, if you do their one-on-ones and you win, you you get points. Uh So for the end of the year, the guy that has the most points gets a bonus. So 126 guys got a bonus, including myself. Uh So Pookie, b-boy El Nino is number one on the list. So he gets over two thousand something dollars for entering three events and placing high in all of them. Oh dang. And thesis or Issei thesis uh gravity and a few other guys place like one of the top five or ten I think. Uh-huh. And they are making at least over a thousand each guy. It's like what? doing it in a tournament without even having to enter, you know? Oh wow. I was just surprised to see that. So that's something that was announced uh, last week. And um yeah, it's fucking dope actually. I was just kinda shocked I didn't Cross had mentioned something about it, but I didn't like. He just kind of broke down some stuff, but he never he didn't go in depth, you know. But and w- what is this called again? This is a is pro breaking pro- tour. Yeah, I mean oh, UDEF, okay. you know, UDEF uh, throw silver bag sponsors all the events. Uh-huh. Pro bonus. And uh, they did the bonus is a fifty thousand dollar purse mm. for the top competitors that have gone and supported their events. Hey. And that's a, I think that's really dope. You know, I think it's dope to see that they can help out still and financially help some of these kids that put in a lot of work into going to competitions you know because competitions sometimes aren't as rewarding yeah um as uh having like a steady job and doing something else on the side you know and how much did you say pocket pocket it pookie oh pookie oh pookie yeah i thought you said pocket no i said pookie Pookie. he's the one that like over two thousand dollars i think wow so it was it was just interesting to see that in uh yeah, I mean, it's like unexpected, you know, I didn't even really know. And I, was, dope. I, I placed the uh, tight for 27, so I was like, oh shit, I only did one wow. battle, you know, but it was just dope to see, and it's kind of yeah. like, damn, this is pretty cool. And that's just an incentive. For... It gives you an incentive to, you know, be active and stuff. And, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's not easy competing. I, I've lived a competitive lifestyle and, and mm-hmm. survived from competing. Yeah. And you, when you're killing it, it's like there was no, you know, you don't get anything at the end of the year. You just have to hustle your way and like network your way to like market your own brand and, and your own product yeah so people are aware that you're uh 
doing your thing the best that you can and you're succeeding in, in the competition realm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but now with something like this, you're able to compete and, and still get rewarded. So how, how do you brand yourself in the uh, competitive b-boy world or b-girl world? Is that the way to go nowadays, especially well, that, with like uh, the way competitions are going? But I think, I, I mean, that's the way it's always been, you know? <clears throat> I think uh, Since be, when? Since anybody started making money from breaking oh. you know? so which which you would say is like what like everybody like like everybody's a freelance artist basically you it's know? been like it's been, t- 10 years no right no i mean like kenny and them are already making, oh yeah you know what i'm saying but like i'm saying I, like when I now look at the pioneers the innovator like legs kenny and these guys that were yeah. getting paid to break already mm-hmm. before or making money from breaking like mm-hmm. you know they're freelance artists they're getting hired yeah. by different companies and different events organizers mm-hmm. so you're a freelancer at all times yeah the only thing is that you are your own brand Mm. so nowadays it's just more accessible to to like be seen you know yeah you're able to put yourself out there more easily you're able to produce your own stuff and and have um you know and just put it out Mm -hmm. like you're able to promote yourself a lot easier Mm -hmm. um which is good and bad but i think yeah it's it's a better opportunity um I mean, for myself, I was basically, you know, like an independent artist for many years and then got to the point where the ideas that we were developing when we started traveling with certain people ended up getting supported by somebody, something like Red Bull, you know, Mm -hmm. now Monster as well, uh, supporting some of the guys here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Um, There's other brands that have been involved in in, with different things like Jam on the Groove, I think, had Calvin Klein sponsoring it. Oh, that's right. So there's like a lot of different people that already had been involved, you know, but that is just like the support that you can have to sustain and, and keep doing certain things that you've been doing, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're, they're messing with you because you're your own brand already. Mm-hmm. Like you built an image for yourself. You built yeah. your own thing. So it's like when an artist gets signed, uh, a musician is because he already has his own following nowadays, you know? And that's why a lot of people go solo. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Cause it's more money and just being your own thing. Yeah. What in a say? way. Yeah. I mean, the thing is you're still representing, a movement right mm-hmm. the movements your crew usually is like rock so fresh and that's the crew and yeah the, the belief system that you learned and developed in so it's like for me it would be like sub foreign renegades right they're mm-hmm. like the people that really the crews that really molded me into my breaking mm-hmm. understanding of hip-hop breaking everything <clears throat> and obviously with like the help of grims but grims was not really in a crew he was just an individual right mm-hmm. so he was his own brand yeah but he had different people he was affiliated with uh what does i mean that is the way you're gonna go, but you still have the support of of your people and your peers that you you rep, you know. Mm. Um, <clears throat> individually, yeah, I would say that's kind of like the thing. You're still gonna be recognized for your skills mm. as an individual, regardless, right? Mm. Even if you rep a crew, it's like, are you dope? Yeah. Or are yeah. you not dope? Yeah. So that I mean, there's no hiding it, you know. And breaking, you can't hide if you're good or not. Like, there's just like either you're dope or you're not. Mm. And that's that's kind of like the difference. From now to, you know, what it was 20, 30 years ago, um, it was about the crew. Like, mm-hmm. you were representing a crew always. Like, it was, you know, Rocksteady, mm-hmm. uh, fucking Stalamets, and, you know, like, ultimately it was about the crew, you know? Yeah, I mean, the, the crew stays, yeah. It, yeah and it still is, but now it seems like it's more like an individual thing. Like, yeah. Where, you know what I mean? Like, I- just being myself or being, uh, you know, 
Issei, like, or like Rashray, or yeah, uh, 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 what's his name, Ronnie, and like shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah. just like more of an individual thing than uh, yeah. It's that I think it's just with the times. You know, it's like it, yeah, it becomes more like of an in- individual thing. You start be- like building a name. Um, I mean, it's the same way as Rock said. You have the crazy legs. You know, mm-hmm. crazy legs is crazy legs. Ken Swift is yeah. Ken Swift. You know, so you still recognize the identity of each individual. Yeah. So. The only thing was that they, they were under the umbrella of a crew unit, right? Yeah. I think nowadays what a big issue is, like, you don't see as many crews emerging for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, usually the crew will have, like, a, one or two standout guys. Yeah. And then other crews that are already established and have a lot of history and are able to, you know, have some guys do it professionally, mm-hmm. they'll end up venturing out and, and re- linking up with people like that to explore a more professional or a way where they can travel more and get out more since they're already committed to to developing and continuously mm. growing in what they're doing. Yeah. Um, sometimes your crew members fall out. You know, sometimes your crew members don't want to break for... Yeah, like, I was going to say Some of them don't want to compete for They're on not that always level. on the same yeah, level. Not everybody's like, going to be on the same page because yeah. not everybody wants the same or thing. Or same page, I should say. Yeah. But every, not everybody wants the same thing in life, you know? Yeah. Some people want to break. Some people want to break for fun and, and but that's what breaking is you know it's not there's no obligations behind that you choose what you want to make out of it yeah so when when that happens now it's like you know you have like the style elements right and then you got like our crew renegades and you got the Californias, and you got like the overseas crews like hustle kids or or mm-hmm. you know different crews that are established the ruggeds or just different crews that are out there and of course they're always going to be looking for new talent you know right and and that's just the way it is it's almost like in a way that hurts the growth of crews though you know yeah like and this i don't think it's done with an intention to like burn a crew like to to not have more crews it's just the way the scene has grown you know and i guess some of us have played a played a role in that in a way mm-hmm. i mean i would say myself and sometimes having affiliations like joining creating squadron you know break disciples yeah and uh but that's almost on. like a team you know like yeah. you know you have a basketball team red bull bc one all stars teams yeah, yeah. you know <clears throat> which uh, i'm gonna go back to the freelancing thing that was actually one of the questions that was brought up on mm-hmm. our instagram page was how to freelance successfully and uh i'm i'm thinking we might have uh, answered that question with sort the of, whole yeah, freelance I mean, thing the, the simplest thing i guess we could say for that is uh you know just be professional ah uh, yes um you know for like, sure don't let your ego get in the way so much sometimes i think a lot of people the thing is like if you're gonna be creating a brand then you know it's like this the story of you is your brand you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like you're telling your story basically mm-hmm. to, to the world to the social to the world or through social media right yeah so it's like how much of that are you willing to put out yeah you know well, so you really have to like i think as a brand yeah you have to, if you're going to be a freelancer your brand is you so mm. you decide how you want to tell your story that you came up in and you said a key thing be professional yeah <clears throat> you know like uh if you're gonna go do certain jobs don't go to those jobs fucking high yeah don't get there late to those jobs you and you gotta talk and be a certain way with people and you have to be like a people person, especially yeah. when you're when you're when you're working in in the industry. It doesn't even have to be in b boy. This is in general. Right. Like if in people life. see that you're yeah in life, 
if people see that you're a hard worker and a good person, <clears throat> they're gonna wanna want to they're gonna want to work with you. Yeah, yeah. You they'll know? put up with a lot of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> you know, and yeah. and you or have overlook to overlook a bunch of bullshit. You have to build a lot of bridges, especially if you're if you're new to the whole industry and stuff, and and um, just be a good person. Well, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, B boys and B girls. Yeah. As far as com- you know, like the thing was when in the early two thousands, like when I still wanted to compete. You know, people around me were almost seeing it as being pointless for me to stay actively competing mm-hmm. um, in the Bay, you know. And um, at that point, you know, there was the easy way was like, oh, I just go to L.A. And, and do auditions and book gigs mm-hmm. or just try to get some more show gigs. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really, I was never really that into, uh, my personality is not made for like, Audition show business. Well, auditioning yeah, right. like it's like walk Her in. Face it's like, is not made for yeah. Hell no, <laughs> fuck no. No, but you know I'm you walk in and it's like, can you act like you're rapping? It's like, um, no. Yeah, but you know that's a that's actually a good point too. Like when you're doing your branding, you're coming up with your your uh, your strategy as far as what you're gonna approach. What are your fucking strengths? Are you a model? I mean, you know, do you like Rockstar just basically in a roundabout way told you that he uh he positioned himself to where he's leading with a strength he's entering competitions mm-hmm. you know and there's definitely other b-boys who make a living but they do more like the modeling stuff i mean yeah we, you know, we so know another thing is know your strengths yeah and know, and, yeah. and and build around it yeah well what i wanted to ask rock trail was uh not a lot of people are like you because you have you hold a high standard for breaking you i mean i can't see you head spinning in a sprite commercial as opposed to a lot of b-boys out there that might have everybody i can that. yeah because i was like yeah, i totally what can. I, would you <laughs> so the thing is the the process of auditioning i just can't do it because i've tried it before mm. um and it's just not my forte yeah i just yeah. don't fit into it i'm not one of those people that then turn it on like that <laughs> but if they come to me and they're like hey we we have this thing that we want you to do uh specifically for the person that like the type of shit that you do then then i'll consider it right you know, most of the time it's usually cool like i got asked to do a honda thing yeah, oh, yeah. and the honda thing they came to me you know it was like through red bull well, like, not, oh, we I'm need not, like i'm not saying like any corporation or any corporate type of entity asking you to do something but if they put you in a situation where like hey we want you to uh maybe do a couple windmills and do a head spin and we're going to be pouring champagne on you while you're nah, doing the fuck's man. So oh, some, some yeah. corny ass shit nah, like that. Salsa would. So if or, you are nah, looking for that. Yeah. I wouldn't sign up for certain things. You or a know, bunch, like, you know, yeah. like pastel colors. are going to be blowing bubbles and, and, you know. Yeah, I mean, we've all done that. our mm-hmm. fair share of dumb shit, right? And corny yeah. shit. But that's something that I, I personally wouldn't allow myself to do. You do. And you take it even further. Like, you're very calculated with how you're presented and how you control how you're, you control how you're viewed online. Like you really do take uh, like the stuff that we're talking about. I can kind of ag- or what's that word? Bear witness to the fact that like I seen you make those decisions. You're like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. Like I'm not going to do that to my followers and those type of things. Like you take those things in consideration when making your decisions, which mm-hmm. I think is a good thing too to pass on to the listeners who uh, who are looking to do or follow into the footsteps of being an independent contractor in breaking. Yeah. Or in anything, you know. Yeah. So have standards. Fast forward um, to like kind of like the timeline of B boys, B girls, dancers in general, um, and I wanted to elaborate a little bit more. Last time, last podcast, um, and I I get asked this all the time, and that's um, I actually just got asked again recently. Um, but this is a question that I get asked all the time: is uh, what are you gonna do? <clears throat> 
when you can't do it anymore? Or what are you going to do when you decide to retire from dancing? Or Yeah, what does that look like? Or what is like the actual like the timeline for a dancer, a b-boy, a b-girl, whatever it is, like, what are you going to do? What's the after? What can they transition into? Yeah, what's the know? after? Well, based on what's happening now, mm-hmm. based on those that came before us, what they are doing is they are involved in uh, educational programs. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Kenny teaches at one of the schools here in uh, okay. Southern California, mm-hmm. in L.A. somewhere. I think he teaches like at a university or Irvine. something like that. Irvine. Yeah. UCI. Yeah, UCI. So he teaches there. Um, Legs is involved in different, different, so many different things, and and he's teaching. He's you know passing yeah, on. Yeah, he's stuff. doing the whole uh, Puerto Rico thing. Right yeah, now, but right? and so. he has like you know, I mean, he's a recognizable face in the whole movement of hip hop culture, like commercially worldwide. You know, so mm-hmm. uh, when you look at that, and then when I talk to Grimms, Grimms is like teaching a lot of a lot of schools, different schools, uh, mm-hmm. like you know, in different cities. He's traveling around the world all the time, just probably as much as me, and he's what. 45 I want to say so I mean he's still consistent but he's just doing it in a different way you know he's more like consulting consulting a company on like what like how to do an event or Mm -hmm. how to run this you know and And that's usually my answer is um, a lot of dancers that end up either opening up a studio and or teaching somewhere somehow or even just going around the world teaching kind of like what Mm -hmm. Poe does kind of like what you guys do you know yeah so another thing, and and that's kind of like the cliche thing of, of with dancers in general. It's like I think that's studio, the natural evolution teach. of where yeah. to go. So how do you how do you kind of break away from that and think outside the box and be like, well, I want to do something different. You well, know what I mean? Yeah, that's the tricky part. You know, yeah. I think what more, can you do to be different? And, well, there's and many pers- things. You know, still be in in the dancers' world or <clears throat> or just kind of like you know build still. In that environment, or even in the culture, or or, I guess it just depends on what you want to do, right? Yeah, I guess it all comes down to what you want to do and like what kind of other things you were into before breaking, or anything that you learned uh, outside of breaking while you were breaking for however long you break. I mean, it depends. You know, some people already got their degrees, some don't. Other people learn different different uh, trades in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it just comes down to what you want to do after. You know, each individual is different. It's hard to say, you know, but I mean, in, from my perspective, it would be, I would personally rather like write a book, mm. you know, um, mm. different <clears throat> books, not, you know, just like different books on different things within the, like children's books. Nah, nah he's going to be like, like Tony the, Robbins, when, picture book. Within the, when the, within the, the movement, you know, uh-huh. uh, at the same time, it's like invest, I mean, whatever you make from this dance, whether you make a lot or you don't make much, always prepare yeah. yourself financially to be okay outside of breaking, you know? So yeah. it's like, I mean, just you're a business, right? So then get some retirement funding going, you know? Like you, since nobody's going to do it for you, you have to do it yourself. So mm-hmm. we have to go out and learn all these different things mm-hmm. so we can be ready when we get older, you know? Because we don't have a... Because it's getting closer. Yeah, our checks ain't, you know, <laughs> people ain't taking money out of our checks for retirement. We have to do that ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I guess you just get educated on all these different things for yourself so you can stay ahead of the curve for when you do decide to quit breaking. And the thing is, a lot of the people that have established themselves are still in the game mm-hmm. or somehow still involved in the scene. Uh, I have yet to see maybe like, a, like somebody that has done a lot in the scene mm-hmm. just leave the scene and just retire on some like 
whatever yeah, and he's good still you know like i haven't seen that yet i mean i'm sure there's people out there but from people that i've met or known i have yet to see like a b-boy that came in became like some sort of some sort of recognizable name in the scene or like a legend in the game mm-hmm. and has retired and just chilling you know so it's not it's, there's i haven't Until seen that 2018 yet. when it rocks right now i'm just <laughs> nah but i mean it's hard you know i mean it's you're just your own business it's not easy it's not yeah, easy yeah, but yeah. i think it's funny that people ask <clears throat> that and i sometimes find it a little cliche when i get asked that because at the same time yeah i'm 35 say i can't break the next two years no more it's like well what am i gonna do just like you when your your company lets you go what do you do they're never gonna you, let you go, go not you but like, <laughs> the people that that, that have jobs like away. that you know like <laughs> when their company lets them go or something yeah. happens it's in nobody's control sometimes you yeah. know like yeah. oh, you, you gotta go so you move on i mean yeah. if if you know but I that's think, what i would have to do but i think the question is not necessarily like, you know what you're gonna move on to it's like you made an investment with time like you know however long 20 years say it's 20 25 years of breaking right and then all of a sudden it comes to a screeching halt like what can you do with that time that 25 years and transition it into something else and i think that's what a lot of people like when they're asking that's what they're they're looking for because like that's kind of like like where i'm at yeah like if you're a fighter they go well at least you can train because you have all that knowledge yeah You you can train other people you can open up a gym you can do this and do that like because it's based off of breaking whereas if uh I don't know, you wrote a book or something, you just became an author. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. kind of like left the industry and you're not building, you're, you're not a part of it anymore, I guess, in a sense. Mm. Have, um, sorry. No, go ahead. Um, have, is there a way where you can train like the next future competitive b-boys you know of like course, yeah. kind of like like is, is there is there a studio or some kind of training center for b-boys or b-girls that want to be competitors and you kind of have you know <laughs> trainers to actually you know train them to to There's be a, to i feel be like that's already existing yeah, right? but yeah. Like, I feel that too, yeah. where where though no, like it doesn't but exist, he's talking about really. for the highest level he's talking about not like, to the yeah. highest level no um you know i think Cause I've thought but about it's hard that, like, you know because there's so many B-boys. different dynamics that come into it I think mm. some people have tried to do that like they're mm. like oh we're only gonna get these kind of b-boys involved mm. but then those kind of certain b-boys that may get picked for this you know which usually mm. is the guys that are like defying gravity most of the time yeah you know they get put into a contest but this dance is not based on, on just manu- like movement that mm. to that extreme you know it's still based on a style and a dance yeah so it's like it's hard to like really say that you could train a new school of like champions but i think i think that is the next way to go though like to to just educate people in a better way and mm-hmm. get them more ready for for a competitive like environment if that's what they're trying to do which nobody's really doing yeah uh which is something that i've thought about but it's just yeah i was gonna not say the time you you ever thought about like coaching somebody and taking them under your wing and like kind of teaching them yeah like, I, was, I mean i think about it uh often there's you know, nobody that you uh, you would any kind of prospect that you would there's want a to bunch. come yeah yeah there's yeah. a lot of people hitting you up already there's right now there's a lot of people yeah it's just the thing is like um he's like i'm selfish with my time and no, no, i'd rather just, you play know, xbox <laughs> <laughs> yeah rather be playing xbox, xbox. xbox. nah it's just you know like right now it's like i'm like on a, on a break you know like i have been traveling all year so it's mm. like when i have downtime i want to enjoy my downtime for myself like yeah not only no, that, that takes away from you training and takes away from you doing focusing on your current goals on hand yeah yeah you so know. i think once i decide like once i step away from that part of me in terms of like once i said like, okay i'm settled like i'm good with what i did mm. uh then yeah then it's time for me to like look into 
helping other people develop if that's what they're interested in the thing is i don't want to go out and just be out there as like this is like coach rocks right coach rocks right like if you want to learn fucking like you, it's like you gotta find beer. them you know <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. drinking beer words of fucking day. slippers <laughs> and shit like, yeah. no no again <laughs> eating no, cookies no again <laughs> no you did that like, wrong do it one more time like my manolo right hey shut up don't talk about manolo like that he's like always eating i see it on his instagram man he eats all the time manolo but yeah the thing is that's that would be something that to look into you know for somebody yeah. like myself is something worth considering i mean ronnie opened the studio in vegas you mm-hmm. know in the district with him and his crew members mm-hmm. um moy has break free in in houston you know but that's a school <clears throat> but there's no specific training like facility or yeah. a thing where people can come and learn from people that have been in the field to that degree you know yeah. like so we're if gonna start that next. If you're winning, I've yeah, about if you're it. winning yeah, I've I mean, if you won a lot of these big championships, that's experience. You know, that's an experience yeah. that not many people have. Yeah. Because the the breaking world is necessarily like generations and generations of champions. We're like the first generations yeah. of guys that are winning these kind of tournaments consistently. Mm-hmm. So that experience in its in itself is something valuable that can be passed on. You know. Yeah. What it what it sounds like is like you want to do what MMA has become today basically where, where yeah. it's well, grown to like a huge B-boys. sport and it's like televised everywhere and it's so f- popular that like you know athletes are getting paid once they become champions but mm-hmm. breaking hasn't reached that level just yet yeah. i mean they're getting paid like you were mentioning earlier about all the bonuses and all but um i mean there are people that you know they win their first title fight they're able to quit their day job yeah i don't yeah. think course, b-boys yeah. are at that level yet i mean some of them might kind of, i mean you're you're practically living off of breaking yeah, but you're not the case. I mean, you're, you're not a special the exce- case. You're not the standard. You're, you're the not exception. the standard. You're an exception. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like uh, so, the other thing too, and like what Art is saying, and like really the way I would summarize it is like there isn't an industry created for breaking that is f- by b boys. Like no. uh, I compare it a lot to skateboarding that uh, in the '80s with you know Powell Peralta. Like Sasa brought up uh, the Bones Brigade. Well, when the Bones Brigade was around. They were the creme de la creme of, uh, of skateboarding, and it was a corporation, a company that owned them and controlled them, mm-hmm. you know? Then, yeah. So that Back was like, then, yeah. So then uh, what? how that changed was when skaters actually created their own business, mm-hmm. you know? And it started with people like Steve Rocco, Tony Hawk, a couple other people. They went and they created their own brands. Yeah. And then when they were able to do that, they were able to build their own clothing company and create an industry to where mm-hmm. like you can transition into other like things and learn some business that, that was the vision of max with squadron yeah you know after when things got more like into that degree you know at first it was like we we're break disciples mixed with b-boy world and then um after that it was like certain people that just clicked became squadron you know the guys that have the best chemistry uh, and then once the clothing came in and like all that stuff started taking off then he was backing the, 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 the squad up financially to travel right. to events and battle, you know, like, oh, you got, you know, claws out in L.A., I'm going to fly out keeps so you and David can do it. <clears throat> oh, you guys want to battle in Nashville, like, I'm going to fly out three of you guys out, you know. So even though he wasn't like, you know, he was supporting us by giving us the chance to go to different places and battle together. So it was kind of like a similar a thing. Deal. It was getting there, but it's not. I feel like he got really close to doing it. I mean, the tribal guys did it too, you know. I don't yeah. know if they were battling like that, but I know they were getting flown out to do tours and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But with squad, and it was literally like a competitive mm-hmm. battle squad under a brand. Yeah. yeah. It, grew, it grew into that. It know? sounded like Max had I, the right Max, idea. Yeah, Max, I like the way that he presented it because you guys were all individuals still under squad, and whereas uh, 
the tribal, you know, much love and respect to all those guys. Uh, you could watch a tribal video and not know if you didn't know who those people were. They didn't put the titles in. They didn't sell them as an individual. They sold it all under a brand, mm-hmm. which was very, very different. And that's and that's one of the differences that occur when an actual person from the scene creates a company. Like Mex is from the scene. You know, he's a b boy. He recognizes like, all right, we're selling b boys. You know, yeah. Like it, he, he recognized the importance. Yeah, we're that. marketing individuals at this point. Yeah. Wow. He got fucking deep, he bro. Was, yeah, he was ahead of his time. He was, man. He was a. Uh, or he was on the right track. He was, he was on the track. Not, not yeah. so much ahead of his time, because uh, he was like on the said, right like, thing. Yeah, skate, but, skateboarding company. But now we're like back a, to square one, almost on yeah. some. Yeah, I think R. it's R. Just, it, ha- it has to grow more. It needs to marinate, and then you have. I mean, you're already recognized. Um, so when it comes to like choosing a gym, for example, when I wanted to start jujitsu or anything related to MMA or. Muay Thai, I was searching every gym in San Diego. But then I saw uh, 10th Planet when they were called uh, Combat Academy. And then you see, oh, Liz Carmouche, she's in the yeah. uh, UFC. Yael, he's in the UFC. Boogeyman, like killing everybody in the jiu-jitsu game. Gio, Freakazoy, Martinez, everybody. It's like, oh, these guys were at the top. Yeah. You think the UFC, it's like, if I saw Red Bull BC1, winner, all-star, then it's like, Dude, I'm, I'm yeah. going to that gym because you have that. I mean, like, you have the clout. So it's there. I just think it needs to marinate a little bit more within the b-boy scene because I don't know how it is nowadays because I don't really go to gyms and practice. But, I mean, how many kids are going to culture shock to break or learn how to break nowadays yeah. or all well, these other schools where they're, where they're teaching, I don't know, uh, I'm really out of the scene. I feel like right now, I don't know where else. Yeah, I mean, go. you know, yeah, it would be interesting to see if that, that's possible, you know. I, I mean, I think individual groups can create their own schools. I mean, Jinjo has their own school in Korea, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I think TIP has their own studio. God, it's a nice-ass uh, studio. Yeah, that's a nice-ass studio. And, and, I mean, when you go to Taiwan, you got, you know, different studios. HRC, I think, one's called, uh, and they're all sponsored by different brands. So mm-hmm. there's, like, four or five big studios in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. One's, like, backed by Adidas. One's backed by Nike. One's backed by Puma. Now, here's the uh, so, interesting thing. When you, when you hear that and then you look at those countries and how <clears throat> those dancers are doing how are they doing well taiwan is has always been around and mm-hmm. it's coming up and and they're really been establishing themselves on the international level but they have yet to hit that 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 mark of like mm-hmm. they got dope individuals they got some some heavy hitting units you know but it's just they have yet to just ground break okay to the level of like japan or korea has you know for some reason gotcha so they haven't um, reached that yet they haven't not yet but i'm not i'm sure they're not far away they're from all me, gonna you know? call you out yeah now. no, no I'm just, I'm, <laughs> but, uh, you know i mean ta- but those guys are, are very like disciplined and i mean to have those opportunities in, in, a, in a country like that is amazing to see that- so when you go there it's like whoa you know it's inspiring like shit when i the first time i went and saw the schools and the way they were. It was like, fuck, this is how it is here. This is dope, you know. Is that a new development for them? Like, well, it's been like, the narrow? first time I went there was two thousand eight. Oh, okay, so it's been there. A minute. And, yeah, it's been there already two okay. years. And then before that, on top of that, so yeah, like having that type of stuff, you know. But the difference is that nobody has yet to create a like a place for development for people that are already developed. Mm-hmm. So you see, these are like. A lot of the things that are created, they're just studios for me to teach basics, to bring yeah. a new audience and to bring in like certain, uh, like a new crowd, you know, like younger kids, I'm teaching kids or you're teaching uh, young young adults or you're teaching an adult beginner class, you know. These are the stu- these are studios specifically to, to just 
bring in new people to learn, mm-hmm. teach how to dance, teach. <clears throat> Whereas, like, there's no actual school or a facility or anybody has done anything where you have a place where you develop people that are already good at breaking. You don't have right. advanced classes? That's not good enough. Like yeah. I feel like dance. That's like doing a workshop. You just learn so much, you know. Like mm-hmm. it's a workshop and it's a one-time thing. But you don't have a place where people could come in and you have people that are got the experience of many years of competition mixed with like a pioneer and the knowledge of like the b-boy tradition. And you're talking about anywhere you've been in the anywhere, world. yeah. You know, so that. that's that's like the one thing that would be interesting to happen. But I think that's something more for me. It would be something more as like a side project. Yeah, you know, then then to like invest in something like that because there's not really enough one. Like, there's that um, what's it called? Um, I think it's a camp in a, a camp something in the East Coast. They have a few of them, and they mm-hmm. send like BMXers, BMXers skateboarders. Camp Low. Yes, I think Woodward that's the one. Park? Yeah. Yeah. It's all boy, so, yeah. Yeah. So they get sent there, but they're already like developed at what they're doing. Yeah, they, they have, have counselors that are they have there, counselors there that, that, are, that are pushing them and, and and making them push to to you know understand it a little bit differently. We don't we have camps like that, but it's like only for a week. So you know it's not like two three months progress where you can actually go to a, a month long camp <laughs> and really in like instill these new these new ideologies. You know because a week long program. You can be like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, but then it's like the oh shits go away in a week. Whatever yeah. happened to Red Bull Beat Riders? Because that was a camp, right? Yeah, right? that was a camp, but it was only a week. There, it's oh, just a week long camp. Well, so it, here's long. the thing. Like, uh, so what you're kind of talking about is uh, when you set up a business and you have a business model, who's going to be your main customer that's like, you know, fulfilling all the uh, the money <clears throat> that, you, that you're collecting, right? Yeah. So a lot of these studios, their business model is, is made and developed all around uh, beginner classes. And that's kind of like why, and that's why you kind of see that. So maybe what the issue is, and this is just me just thinking about it, like maybe what the issue is, is that people are looking at the wrong business model. And what they should be looking at is if you're an NFL player, like, because you take football, they have the same type of setup. If you're going to go to camps and you're going to all these other things, they're all tailored to beginners. But then there are camps that are specifically for the pros Mm -hmm. and they operate and run very, very differently and they cost a ton of money. And what you learn there, you don't generally learn like the basics. You learn like the stuff that Sasa was talking about, which is like, you know, how to keep your body right, uh, strength and conditioning methods, how yeah. to heal, things like that. So yeah, but those kind of programs aren't just a week long. Yeah, yeah no, they're, they're not. They're, they're like not. a but full to, out, like. But two, maybe three that's what program. the approach should be. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because like, even when I've done camps where I go to Red Bull and they're, yeah. they're dope and I learn a lot, but they're only a week long. So it's like I leave the camp and I'm like, okay, cool. You go back to your regular routine. You don't have, you don't do it consistently enough to like instill those things unless you yourself right. are gonna go home and be like specifically remember one thing that you learned mm-hmm. and you do it all the time till it becomes <clears throat> natural for you to do well you know yeah. another thing about that is like a lot of those gyms that i just talked about um a lot of them don't just cater to one type of athletic like so it, usually these gyms are also like they're for football they're for baseball they're all yeah. that so i mean you went to that red i think that red bull uh experience that you had was really right on the money for it mm-hmm. which was like you know they're teaching you just like the basics of like you know keeping your body operating like a, a top yeah. performance you know yeah. so dude you know what i dude, i think you would be able to pull that off because you as long as you're able to uh 
pull in other types of sports, like maybe MMA or maybe other stuff, you know? Well, Red yeah, Bull has like a ton of athletes. Yeah, they yeah. got kinds of So, like, Red Bull's formula, I think. Yeah, it would just be interesting to see. I mean, that, I mean, you know, we're talking about, like, development and where we can see this We're just going, giving right? away we're ideas giving for away people ideas to steal. Right yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, They've already been done. With our 59 they're listeners. They're done by everybody else. You it's know, like, wait a we're minute. We're the originals. <laughs> Let me go back to, like, the dance studios you talked about. So, like... What I find really cool, it's like here in San Diego, you have Culture Shock, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a choreography studio. It's based around choreography. And Oh, by the way, there's uh, like a breaking class right. once a week. And it's like an open floor for breakers. Yeah, it's an extra. To go there. But when I went to TFP Studio in Korea, it was like, oh, shit. Korea. It's a fucking B-boy studio for uh, B-boys. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, there's some choreography dancers here, but <laughs> B-boy it's studio. For, yeah, it's made for breaking. It's made yeah. for breaking. And I was right. like, wow. That's dope. And it's right next to the B-boy theater in Seoul. That's it's dope. like, what the fuck, dude? I was like, why isn't uh, that existing over here? But anyways, well, just wanted to mention Well, we got we to gotta make it. If it doesn't exist... Mm-hmm. You know, you a lot, gotta, of, a lot of the shit it. we're talking about sounds like it needs a lot of capital. So I, it I does. guess that's Especially why. Especially here in San Diego. So if you have a lot of capital and you <laughs> yeah. want to waste it. If you want to invest. money. Prestige worldwide. I'm going to GoFundMe. TofRocking.com. Right now. Contact. Investors. GoFundMe. Possibly you. All that we talked about is copy rent, so yeah. fuck off. Yeah. GoFundMe, go you professional thieves. Yeah, fuck that. All right. All right. So, with that said, um, who knows how long uh, we're going to be running on the internet for, right? Trending news. Trending news. As long as porn's still there, then everybody's uh, That yeah. might actually change, too. <laughs> They're going to yeah. charge it now. So, trending news. Uh, all I've been seeing today and these past few days for the past uh, fucking couple weeks and shit is uh, net neutrality. What's going on with that, Mike? I really don't know what's, what, what so, that all means. This is, a, this is the gist of it, dude. Um, the internet is free, and it was by mistake. You know, like, the, and by that, meaning that, like, it exists, you can plug in, I mean, you can get a service and that type of stuff, but how much you're downloading, what you're looking at, there's no limitations to mm-hmm. it. What uh, certain companies like uh, Spectrum is one, it sucks because I actually subscribe to two of them. Spectrum and Verizon are two that are actually making changes to how they do business, and... Uh, one of the things that uh, Spectrum does today, uh, they actually monitor your IP address. Mm. So whatever it is that you're downloading and whatever's coming through, uh, they pay attention to it. Sometimes they throttle your fucking, allegedly, sometimes they throttle your fucking data so it's slower, your, mm. uh, your Wi-Fi is slower. Uh, sometimes they give you a call and say, Mike, we saw what you fucking downloaded. Knock it off. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're jerking off again, buddy. Huh? And the thing that sucks about that is that like they actually throttle your Wi-Fi and you're just like, hey, uh, I'm calling you because it's uh, not working. And they're like, yeah, so about that. Have a seat. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy comes in and is like, have a seat. Uh, what it's, were you trying to do here? It's a big black uh, sofa. <laughs> have a seat on this sofa. You right you were in the different uh the different range. I guess I was going with the uh oh, sorry. The, the, the pedophile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I guess the, that's better. To catch a predator. Yeah, 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 to catch a predator. Yeah. There you go. I should have yeah. said Chris Hansen oh, over here. God. Yeah, Chris Hansen over there. So now this is the thing. Um on top of that, there's a, a lot of people don't realize that uh what these companies want to do, they want to do things like tiered systems to where like if you use so much data, that's one price. If it's another data uh, amount of data, it's another price. They want to mm. kind of copy like what we do with our cell phone data stuff. But they already do that overseas. Yeah. Isn't that what already with, happens? Uh, with the regular bandwidth and all that stuff? Yeah. yeah. Well, they do that overseas, but they don't, they're not places. as free as... as There's a lot yeah, of regulation foreign, here yeah, in the States, foreign, though. Co- foreign countries don't... Some foreign countries uh, sell you like limited amount of internet per month. Mm. Mm. 
But then also other countries also block a ton of shit and do. There, see, there's a bunch <laughs> of things that a lot of people consider unethical. Like for example, when Google uh, got in trouble for, they were doing something to where like the company itself had some unflattering news about it. And what they did is anyone who used their search engine, that result wouldn't come up. Oh, uh-huh. uh, it was also based or it was also on that fucking show, uh, Silicon Valley. They, they ripped off that. Uh, oh that yeah, story. yeah. 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 But anyways, like about. that's, that's something that a lot of people feel is unethical. Like mm-hmm. the people who watch over the internet and that type of shit and have no lies. So that's what, when you see people arguing and upset about it, that's, that's the stuff that they're thinking about. It's like basically what can we lose? with this mm. yeah it's there's a, like a lot of yeah a lot of different little things yeah and it goes uh it's so the the topics is the stuff that i talked about but also goes into like dude you know we make videos you know uh, yeah and we put songs out there that aren't that don't belong to us you know they want to be able to control all of that mm. and make money off of it you yeah. know and that's what's at stake those companies mm. want to monopolize the fucking internet basically so if you're watching youtube videos then they want you to pay for that. They want you. There's like everything has to be subscribed. Pretty much, they want to make everything subscription based. Yeah. Even mm. even now, though now it's free, and that's what they're gonna have to do eventually. You know, that's like what they're trying to do. Um, but what's fucked up is that, you know, it, I don't know where like it came up, right? Meanwhile, everybody's being distracted by dumbass like yeah, politics that are going on. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like yeah. instead of like seeing like the shit that's coming, like they keep distracting us with all this bullshit talk on the news. Right. Of this idiot talking out of his ass all the time. Oh, which idiot? You know, you know, <laughs> which one, fucking idiot and metal, metal. <laughs> um, but it's like you get more, you get more articles on the dumbass shit that he says. Yeah. Than to fucking actually hear what's really happening, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you have to really be in that shit to know about it in a way, you know? And that's actually part of of it too. So like, there already, so there's already been like all these watch groups that have uh, accused different companies of doing certain things. One of the things that Rockstride alluded to was one where they manipulate uh, what you see. Mm-hmm. So like stuff that's on your feed, stuff like that. They'll manipulate that. Another thing that they'll manipulate, and because you know a lot of people are like, "Well, I don't give a fuck about politics and blah blah blah." Well, one thing that they also <laughs> manipulate and they got caught for was uh, I believe it was Verizon who has like a, a movie subscription, and they started uh, they started making they started slowing down people's uh, streaming services who were using Netflix. Yeah, so they were yeah. using it to, as a competitive advantage mm-hmm. to like basically make people move away from Netflix. Like, so how many people left Netflix because of that? Mm. you know and that's what this whole issue is really about so Mm. basically it's like three big companies that want to rule the internet yeah three big corporations want to rule the internet yeah and they're paying a lot of money to get these politicians in office to vote for them to make this possible Mm. and i don't think people realize that you know so it's like these guys making those three people that voted those three people probably got put on by these companies Mm. so it's like some of the phone is, companies. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's. I mean, that's what's really going on. You know what I'm saying? So they have to find a way to manipulate the system so they can control it. You know what I'm saying? So it's fucked crazy. up. Yeah, they can it's show so favoritism because, like, yeah. uh, say Verizon, I think, is uh, offering a subscription service where you have their phone service and then HBO and Hulu comes free with it. Right. But they're favoring HBO and Hulu at the same right. time, which mm. is you know. So if, so if you use Netflix, you they with this uh, you know stuff that's passing. Theoretically, they can actually start like fucking up your service. Mm. You know, if you're streaming Netflix or things like that, or if like they, they favor they if that, they though. favor browsers, you will not be able to go to Bang Bros. <laughs> <laughs> so those are things that like we Damn, all have things to that think matter. About those yeah. are the things that matter. Yeah, a lot of our listeners are like their ears perked up right there. Like, oh my god, wait a minute. They just woke up. They just woke up. Browsers? <laughs> 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 Fuck. Browsers? Browsers? Yeah. 
<laughs> I feel like they already kind of do that though. Like they do it, but the thing is, is if they get to... caught, they're like mm. they are fucking attacked, you know, mm. and they pay penalties. Um. But like right now, what they want to do is they want to be able to do it Legally. freely. Mm. And like with no consequences. There, there, will st- oh. there will still be consequences uh, depending on how extreme they take their services. Right. So they can, they can get you know it'll it'll be regulated, in, but not as much as it is as it was with yeah. The neutrality. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what it is. Net yeah. neutrality. Did, did you learn something, Sasso? Or are you still like <clears throat> just still staring? I like I feel like it's it's uh, it's already been happening. So yeah. so Sasso so people like Sasso are the ones that so Rock's right. <laughs> if you. Uh, I don't. If you, is, there, is there a way you can convince Sasso to give a shit? Well, no. I'm not. A, I'm not on the internet. I'm. I don't watch that much TV. Maybe. And stuff like that, maybe so. they'll cut off his CrossFit videos. Well, like, it's just not. The thing is, like you know, it's more or less like freedom of the internet, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Being, I don't watch that much porn either. Like the thing is, they can control everything. That's. I mean, they already do anyways. But yeah. like. At this that's, point, that's my like, point. Is but like, this right now we have everything. for a lot of freedom to still do what we want to do ourselves. Like yeah. they want to have more control for it. We're gonna become yeah. China, dude. You keep saying like they already do that. Well, here's the thing: they do do that, but the but problem is more. Well, that, no, yeah, the problem it. is it costs a lot of money for them to do it, and like yeah, they'd be able to do it way more on like yeah. a higher level. So the yeah. threat is huge. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I don't think you do. No, I do. <laughs> I don't think you do. We're going to have another talk with you after but this. But you don't hear me, though. <laughs> so, but you don't hear me. Uh, latest also trending news is uh, Homeboy lost the the Alabama election. Roy Moore? Right? Yeah. yeah, Roy Moore. <laughs> lost. Uh, uh, Rudy Ray Moore or Roy Moore? Because I really <laughs> yeah. thought he was going to win. Our, I, I thought, thought he was going to win. win. I thought he was going to win too. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Alabama. I was already, I was already yeah, depressed. Yeah, I think uh, Democrat hasn't won in like 25 years there. Yeah. Have Something you, like that. Have you heard his like his, his supporters? No, the supporters. Oh, yeah. like, They're like, crazy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, what kind... What kind of old man doesn't like fourteen-year-old oh women? My gosh, yeah. <laughs> Shit like that. I was like, "What?" I'm trying to justify. Yeah, it. yeah justifying his actions. Yeah, like, that shit is crazy. He don't need to be going to the mall anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. It is just gross. And I was just like, "Is this really who we are as a country?" And then yes. that shit. Out. And I actually, I actually turned the TV on. I was like, "Wait, wait. There's only eight percent difference." And I was like, "Oh shit! He might want do it." Yeah, I, I watched it. I heard live. you rode in on a horse. Oh yeah, yeah, he rode yeah. in on a horse. The, the or a pony. The, the yeah. cat for himself. Yeah, That's he's like, this. This must be a fourteen-year-old horse. <laughs> by, by the way, what an asshole! No, he, you know, he, had, he has yet to uh, accept the loss. He's like, yeah. still in denial. He hasn't conceded. Yet. So yeah. who, did, who did he lose to? Uh, he lost to a Doug. Uh, what the Jones. Fuck? Jones. Doug Jones. Jones. Yeah. And um, what? Uh, he's on the platform that he is not Roy Moore. That's that was his uh, his basic uh, mm. hey. and it's a Democrat, right? But supposedly yeah. he did like a lot of like cool different things and shit. Supposedly like, like he yeah. he supposedly reopened. No, yeah, he reopened the case about uh, the KKK members that bombed a, a church like back in the sixties. Yeah. So a- that case had been closed, <clears throat> and he reopened it and made sure that these people went like got. Yes, and it it, it it was a black church. Yeah, and yeah, was, he yeah. got a lot of the black vote. Yeah, yeah so. and that, in fact, they were saying ninety five percent of uh, black women voted for him, which yeah. is like yeah. huge. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and you know what, Rox? Yeah, you're right. He he totally is like he's done these great things. But the thing was, was that wasn't ever they wouldn't re- they didn't really talk about that yeah. as much. Yeah, they, they really talked about like. This guy does this not. Fucking pedophile. They kept they're, talking they're about a pedophile. They yeah. kept talking about him fucking calling a girl at high school through a fucking rotary phone or what is it? Yeah, <laughs> no, the, the, yeah the, the phones where you. <laughs> fucking real asshole. Hello? 
Yeah, see, oh, yeah, well, it's the media's fault, too, because all they focus on is, like, that's news. That's fucking news. Like, oh, this guy's running for fucking Senate, and he fucking was dating these little teenage girls. He was calling teenagers in high school and shit when he was in his 30s. Going to the mall and hitting Sick. on them. Oh, shit. 14-year-olds. Horrible. Yeah. Jeez. So, so uh, one. since, uh, yeah, we're talking about Alabama, we actually have a Rockstrike Google's uh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> Thing. What is this right. shit you guys are bringing up? Um, Rock's right, Google's. It's time for. So, since I don't have time to look up crazy shit, these guys always yeah. bring up the crazy shit. So, like shout, out, yeah. shout out to Saki for uh, providing our Rock's right, Google's. Of course, Saki for number like 29 this. podcast. Speaking of Alabama, roll tide. <laughs> yeah, we love you, Saki. Yeah, thank you, Saki. Today, Today's like? Rock's right, Google is. What the fuck is it? What is the this Alabama shit, Hot guys? Pocket. Ooh. Oh, this sounds horrible. Uh, Alabama oh, Hot let me, let me Pocket. Was that a hot dog? What do you think it's going to be? Yeah, best guess is Hasso. I didn't, I didn't like, read his definition. I don't even know. Be- best guess. Uh, yeah, let's guess right now. Alabama best guess hot it's pocket. a uh, microwave. Nah. I don't know. I, I really can't think of it. It's still a guess. It's okay. Everybody throw a guess. It's an Alabama Hot Pocket? Yeah, what is it? I don't even want to say it. Read it. No, I haven't. I got to put it. Does it have pepperoni in it? Probably yes. Or is it ham and cheese? Who likes the ham and cheese hot pocket? No, is it an animal? I think it's an, it's gonna be. It has to do with an animal. Yeah, something gross, disgusting. But how many people here like the ham and cheese hot pocket though? A cheese hot pocket. I haven't had the ham and cheese. Yeah, but I don't like having diarrhea. Do you do you like getting diarrhea? What's your favorite hot pocket? The pizza. Lean ones. pocket. No. Pizza Lean pizza. pocket. <laughs> Oh, I said the pizza ones, the pepperoni and oh, cheese. Oh, the pepperoni, yeah. yeah. I don't even oh. fuck with Hot Pockets, man. You never find that hard to believe, pocket? dude. Yeah, dude. All right, have you seen I it? I feel like I'm going to go to the freezer. Have you seen me eat a Hot Pocket? Art pocket? talks about your diet all the time to us. I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> and this is and the tone he uses is... Uh, is he's appalled when he's uh, talking about... <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like we're going to go to the freezer right now and find yeah. like a whole go Costco look. box yeah. of Hot go Pockets. Go look at it. Go look at it. Ham and cheese ones. If there is, it's not mine. Hey, why are you beating around the bush? Will you read the damn book? Yeah, he beats the bush, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you got it ready for him? Rock's right, Googles. Let's go all right, with let's it. let's see. This is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Alabama Hot Pocket. A sexual procedure in which a male and female couple partake. The first step is for the male to defecate and... Defecate. Defecate. I don't even know how to read. Defecate. Defecate. <laughs> to defecate oh. in the female's vagina next to... Next, the couple joined together in sexual intercourse. What? The close relative <laughs> of the Cleveland steamer. Oh wow! Dude, so you bust a nine, you keep going. Um, you know, there's no, there's no reason to like think any deeper on it, on the topic. It's just disgusting. <laughs> it, almost, just, it almost reminds me of uh, like a, a Nutella croissant. Oh my. Almost. Ah, <laughs> or like a <laughs> Nutella hot dog. Like a, like a pocket sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I want to like know why why Saki uh, sent that in like. I don't know. You think? Like, I don't know. Oh, right. Okay. So here's a side story. So Saki sent that to us via text, as opposed to like putting in the in the comments. And I said, no, Saki, go ahead and put in the comments so that you know other people see, so other people can see it or whatever. But then he replies by, he's like, oh man, I just accidentally sent this to uh, the the so phrase. It's like a fucking. He's like, I accidentally just sent the phrase to my son's friend. So he actually <laughs> just sent the phrase to someone else's parent. Nice. So Saki is uh, not going to be invited to any PTA meetings. And, uh, won't be allowed on any school. Uh... It's either it's either that or he got invited to that parent's house. <laughs> so, well, let's, let's talk about that. 
Uh, Let's it. talk about it, Alabama Hot that. Pocket. <laughs> I didn't know you were down like that. Do you uh, like ham and cheese as well? Oh, shit, yeah. And you know Saki, right? He'd be like, well, yeah, all right, come. Sits right down, all fucking happy-go-lucky yeah. and shit. Saki would be down. Yeah, no, Saki's hilarious. Ah, uh, uh, shit. Well, speaking of uh, input from our listeners, we actually got a few questions. Um, Ooh, yeah. Um, that we will address right now. All right. Um... Uh, one of the first ones was, um, who's your favorite bee girl? Coming in from Citrus. Yeah, uh, which is hilarious because, yeah, like, Citrus knows that, like, she's my favorite. Why, yeah. Why ask of course, Citrus. Citrus is my favorite bee girl. She my crewmate. Long ass time. Old roomie. I think we're all in agreement about that. Well, yeah. dude, like, uh, well, why is she your favorite? Like, if she wasn't your crew, why would she be your favorite? Um, she's very aggressive. Um, very powerful. Um, she, I mean, she's been dancing for a long time, so she's she she established herself pretty early on. Aside from all the other B girls, you know, um, you know, like Honey Rockwell, uh, Rockefeller, uh, Asia, and she uh, Citrus was kind of like the second generation after that, like right. kind of like you know entering battles and stuff like that. Her and Define from uh, Pure styles. styles, so. Yeah, they they definitely made an impact um, back then. Yeah, I mean, the first time I seen Citrus was at Queen Bee when she battled with uh, Define, and one thing that I noticed was just like, you know, it wasn't what she was doing; it was how she was doing it. Yeah, like uh, it was very powerful, like uh, athletic, explosive. Uh, not only that, like the attitude. I mean, we talk a lot, like you know, we talk a lot about tough rocking, right? And mm-hmm. uh, and what we what it means to us well she's definitely like that she definitely embodies that the way she dances and represents herself she's like a female version of east swift almost yeah mm. i mean uh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah not in the black <laughs> and not the big old snickers but i mean like uh, like queen b uh, those videos are online i mean there's like all just check out her uh, her older st- her stuff any of her stuff yeah. any actually and you just see like when she's dancing i mean obviously she always looks feminine and all that type of stuff but she her body language looks like she's about to fight you yeah you know what i mean she probably will i don't yeah. know um might uh have a different uh, yeah um yeah. as far as like uh B girls that are like active in the scene right now. Yeah. I think one wow. of my favorites is uh, Ami. She she came uh, to San San Diego and she battled at uh, No Holding Back and she s- smoked all the B boys. Shout out good was it a uh, Good Foot Crew? Yeah, yeah, Good Foot from crew. Uh, what are they from Osaka, Tokyo? Um, there's so uh, many B girls though. Tokyo? I mean, yeah. Skills, J Skills, uh, fucking uh, the the Floor Angels from Florida, yeah. fucking. But I don't even know like who which B girls are killing it. But I know there's a lot of B girls that are my, killing it nowadays. I I'd, yeah, say, ha- I'd have to say AT is one of my top. Oh yeah, AT. Shout out to AT. Well, Mo, what up, Helsinki, Finland? Yeah. What's up, Rox? Right, you you look like you want to say something. Yeah. Who's your favorite? He B-girl? must argue with us. Who is, who's your favorite? Yeah, B-girl? who's your favorite B girl? He's about to crush us what? with his phone over my head know, and shit. Who's your favorite B girl, Rox? Right. Who's your favorite B girl, Rox? Right. Not really favorites, but. Yeah, and I think uh-huh. uh, B uh-huh. girls that I've seen. I mean, uh-huh. obviously Amy's dope, AT's dope. Is Ayumi's it Amy or dope. Ami? Ami, I think yeah. Ami, Is it yeah. Am- I think it's Ami. Yeah. I don't think it's Amy. No, it's not. She doesn't look like an Amy. It's Ami. <laughs> um, I think uh, Miharu Steez's girl. Uh, she's really dope, but she doesn't get out enough. But she's uh-huh. from Japan too. Oh, okay. Um, she's she's Steezes dope. I seen her uh, from Floyer's Texas crew. Oh, okay. So. Mm-hmm. 
She's okay. done with BGSK too. I don't know if you guys ever saw her. She lived here for a bit. Uh, she's really like she went out to a, uh, what was it Radical Forces here and she was killing it like really mm. dope like taking out dudes everything like really That's dope so fresh looking That's style so I mean for me like not say it's my favorite it's just somebody that I, that I like watched and judged in person I was like oh damn she like really got do- even better you know mm. um, then you see like Ayumi who's, who's killing it too you know and oh, she's yeah. always developing <clears throat> and then her sister Narumi who's been killing the game for Body such carnival. a long time um, you know, and then you got Paulina from Poland too. Oh, um, yeah. So I, was I know her. Gonna say that, well, yeah. Like, I mean, she's been killing it for a long time. The first time I saw her, uh, I was judging a battle in Slovakia, but then I saw her yeah. in Czech Republic, like smoke, like when when a dude tournament. You know, so it was dope to see that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. There's just many different B girls out there. I don't know. I can't pick one. Which brings up the question: Should <clears throat> Queen B come back? Yes. Def, Absolutely, big fat yes, yeah. and I think solid yes. I think we could be a good driving force behind that. Yeah, yeah. We could holler yeah. at Saki. Because let us know. I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty tired of watching a bunch of b boys, bunch of sweaty dudes. Yeah, sure. I want to see some b girls get down. Yeah, and not only that. Uh, since they did the events, but I think the last one was 2003. I mean, the talent and the. Uh, just the, the, the amount of the competition. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. It's just, dude. It's like night and day. You know, yeah. it'd be interesting to see that go down. It would be a three on three B girl battle. Fuck yeah! yeah. If you're wondering what we're talking about, look up Queen B because the videos are on YouTube. And Ho- spelled hopefully, uh, hopefully you don't have to pay to watch them right now. <laughs> it's spelled with a W too. Ten ninety nine. Q with Q W E E N B. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that'd be dope to see. I think uh, there's not enough of that happening for the B-Girl scene, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Man. I mean, that was one of our favorite events. I remember oh, we used God. to stand yeah. around. Yeah, and had a lot of fun. Like, little boys just watching just girls yes. get down. Just, yes. it, was, it was really cool to just like kind of take the back seat and just like watch. <clears throat> wait, wait. What did you say there? Take the back. Oh, yeah! <laughs> take the back? The back seat of my Honda Civic hatchback. <laughs> back then. No, the last one was a Scottish right? Uh, yeah, right? Scottish right. Yeah. Oh, my Damn. goodness. Yeah. It was, it was legit. Um, so, and and this is also one of the questions that was brought up uh, by Melissa Adal, um, is where do we see the B-girl culture heading? And I think, it should, <clears throat> well, I can see it heading in a in a direction of, like, of bringing back Queen Bee and, like, just focusing on B-girl battles versus yeah. B-boy yeah. I battles. Th- I think they're... Being an absence of a type of a super battle for for girls like that at that level is is, is really unfortunate. Uh, but I think, uh, and on top of that, man, I think like uh, I think girls have a potential to achieve a lot of stuff that the guys can't. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as being marketable, as far as being like able to sell products, as far like I think they would have a ton of opportunity. And they could probably even do more. Yeah. yeah, they're women. Yeah, they yeah. They, they could probably be in dude, a guy's world. You know, do you yeah, know what I'm saying? And not only that, like. You just heard all the excitement from the fucking meatheads in this room. They're like, oh, yeah, like B-girl battles. I mean, guys would all go to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And, uh, and girls, too. And girls, you know, too. Like, girls it's inspiring, each it's other. inspiring for other girls to see like yeah. women like attack stuff. And, you know, fitness is huge. So it's not uh, where do we see it. It's more of uh, where we would like to for it to go. Yeah, I would actually like to see it fulfill its potential. Yeah. You know, yeah, I like that with breaking too, though. You know, like just well, I think you shouldn't segregate it so much. I just think that they need to just have more stuff happening for themselves and for that for the girls that compete a lot. You know, like I yeah. mean, the silverback I think holds a B girl category, and it's for a good price, a good amount of money. You know, and I think 
uh there's big girl city now there's a there's a bunch of stuff happening but you know it's still part of breaking culture in general you know like mm, b-boys yeah. and b-girls are in the same movement together if anything i think there just needs to be more support for for the women's yeah that are actively competing you know <clears throat> and they're um, having a they're having a, a b-girl battle undisputed this year or this well next year because it's in january oh yeah yeah they're so, having a b-girl battle right here in, in san diego in san diego yeah of course um, so it's dope to just see fact. that that mm-hmm. they're involving uh b-girls more into into these events you know incorporating it more and more and um i think it's necessary you know there's a lot of a lot of women that love this dance and mm. are very active and and have also inspired others to to do what they do um let me ask you this though do you think so because i i disagree with you on the sense of uh having it segregated i think like if you have them if you give women their own opportunity and kind of give them a bracket and stuff like that, like it will actually help drive more. No, I'm saying they need to quit segregating it as to like b-boy, b-girl culture when this is like we're all one movement. Well, yeah, it's definitely one movement. Yeah, for sure. I thought you meant like in competition. No. And like them having their own competition. No, no, no. They, I okay, mean, obviously gotcha. they still enter. I agree like, too. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. I well. think that they, obviously they're going to enter and they could even win the b-boy battle, but they also yeah, get a the b-girl yeah. battle, you know. Yeah. So. And I think that's helpful for 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 the scene to have more b-girls come in and be involved in and feel like they can do more with it too you know yeah because sometimes it is intimidating you know it's like uh you know it's a lot of people a lot of dudes that this has been male dominated dance you know so right to to get more women involved to to want to take the chance of competing at that level they got to develop on their own you know yes a lot of the times it's it's hard it seems like it seems like it's harder for them to develop when they keep entering the male dominated tournaments you know? <clears> so yeah develop yourselves like some of these young kids are doing it and and ki- you know they're having kid battles as well you know so it's like they're developing to be able to go into these big right. tournaments the same <clears throat> should be for 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 women in the scene too yes. you know they could enter those and those too so they can help themselves develop and understand the the art of battle as well right and what, the, what they want to do and then they can translate that into the uh, the other tournaments you know one this is the last thing i guess i can say on it like one thing that i think is really interesting as well is that um like skateboarding there wasn't any women and then uh there was a girl came out in the 90s and she was good because she was a girl right but uh now like you know the x games and all that stuff there's a quite a bit of uh, girls that actually compete in like the street leagues and all that yeah. stuff and they actually are good and they can hold their own and like they um uh, they still can't hang with the dudes but like they're they're doing quality stuff now on the other end of it and reason why i kind of feel that like women uh like breaking and stuff there's like a high potential for them is that there's already girls now that can hang with dudes yeah they already beat those they win guy yeah they win guy so they're already ahead of the curve in a sense as far as competition goes Mm -hmm. in other industries and do you know how fucking dope it would be to or how easy it would be to sell that to like other people is like yo you want to see an arena where people where a guy and a girl could step on equal footing Mm -hmm. and a girl could actually win and smoke you know Mm -hmm. so it's what happens to breaking already yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, but it doesn't happen in other sports. But a lot of people don't know who are outside of breaking. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, breaking. So, go ahead. Well, breaking also is so a subjective polite. thing for the judges. So, yeah. I mean, what? It, yeah. Well, so is skateboarding, believe it or not. I mean, like, oh yeah, it is. It's a, it's but a then, like, when you if you put it in different sports, like say like MMA, mm-hmm. then 
it's like a, there is a different disadvantage. Well, not all the time. Oh, you're talking but, about like equal footing, like if we're yeah. a guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, of course. But, yeah. uh, you know, um, there's certain things that will always have to be separate. MMA would be one. I mean, anything that involves physical strength, I guess, you know, you would always be different. Mm. But I think that's the thing that's kind of unique about this, about breaking, is that, yeah, guys have an advantage with, with strength, but a girl could still win. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, the girl could definitely. still smoke, dude, and like, uh, yeah, which has happened many times. <laughs> yeah, shout out, shout out to all the B girls out there. Yeah, yeah, we and, love you. That's what we're trying to say. And and uh, shout out to Joe Rogan because that guy has posted uh, B girl Ami I'm twice sure on his Instagram. Yeah, twice B girl Ami. Well, see, that's the thing, but that's the allure about it. Like a guy will look at like a guy a meathead like Joe Rogan. Any meathead would look at it and be like, dude. The athleticism, the coordination, the difficulty of what she just did—like it's amazing. Yeah. You know? And uh, dude, I think it's a, just a powerful statement. That's something that like could be sold. It's something that could be taken from breaking and fucking sold to the masses. You know. Yeah. Mm. But that's just me. So I encourage all the B girls to enter more B boy battles and yeah. smoke more B boys. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, just take, just take over. Just make yeah. it yeah. take yeah. over. I mean, yeah, that's that's what needs to happen. I think they just got to keep doing it, you know. I guess yeah. no, don't set limits. I guess, you hear you know? that, ladies? Smoke these guys. Yeah. Y'all can do and it. Don't, and don't, yeah, don't set limits, I guess, you know. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes big girl categories for some women might feel that way, I think. Mm-hmm. In the scene, they're like, oh, why they, why can't it just be us in the B-boy category, you know. But I think some it can be intimidating for some for yeah especially young up-and-comers and 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 if you're not intimidated more power to you you know but like to build a scene to build an industry i mean dude i think like the b-boy scene in general they like to complain first and try to understand second but like the reality is is like you want to cater to 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 people you want people to love it you want people to fall in love with it so you want to be able to teach it in different levels not everyone learns the same way and not everyone's going to attack things the same way yeah so you need options well yeah i mean ami made the finals at uh the no holding back at flomo's anniversary against yeah oh wow really she beat some some hard people on the process so see that's fucking dope man girls can boogie too So one of uh, uh, Melissa's other questions is uh, do's and don'ts of battling or preparing for a battle. Oh. There's too don't, many. There's too many. There's a lot. Yeah. Don't, don't do a uh, fucking uh, five guess, minute round like everybody yeah, does now. Fucking thirty five minute round and shit. <laughs> Preparing for a battle. Um, now, now Melissa is uh, one year in to break. Yeah. So that's what that's that's relevant to the. Uh, to the story or to the question as well. Like, so imagine not just telling Melissa, but like someone who just started, who's trying to de- basically as an artist, find their voice, their style. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like what would be your advice? Here's said, a do. Um, sorry. Uh, is hydrate. Mm-hmm. Definitely hydrate um, and eat right before actually battling or yeah. competing or anything like that. Because if you don't, if you don't eat right and, and hydrate yourself, you're going to gas out. And even uh, preparing for a battle, like run those rounds, like it, like if you were really battling. I mean, yeah. one of the f- one of the things that Sue and I used to do is uh, we used to go rounds and rounds and full rounds too, not just half-ass shit, but just like really uh, uh, train as to like that's your actual battle. And that's kind of like what I was doing too for this competition is trying to put my, my myself in that mindset of like. In the realm of a competition, so yeah, you want to emulate like the actual competition. Yeah, like yeah. sparring. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. I think um, 
Shit, there's too many things. Rock there's Tri- a lot. You, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> off, the, off the cuff. Off the cuff. Yeah. Oh, shit, there's too many. <laughs> off the dome. Yeah, if you can go back, you do. if you can go back in time and see yourself okay, at, one, at one thing one. is like overworking yourself the week of the battle. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like yeah. not knowing how to rest. That's a, that's a big, big issue. Um, because there's not much more you're going to develop in that, in a that, week. In the week. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, you can learn something new. But you need to feel comfortable for the battle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You need to go in the battle like having stick to what you know of, almost. Also. Yeah, stick to what you know. But the formula that you use as well, you know, you're not gonna change the formula in like one week. Right. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we're so like caught up on the chase of like, oh, I need to keep breaking because I gotta fucking kill it this weekend. When it's you already been dancing the whole year, right? Mm-hmm. So give yourself that rest because your body's body's gonna need it when you go into competition. You're gonna need to have as much energy as possible. So if you're not resting properly. You're just gonna go into it not 110 percent, you know, mm-hmm. physically, um, and that was a lot of the big mistakes I made younger. You know, it's okay. like not not giving myself rest the week of the battle. Instead, I'm like stressing, like, oh, I gotta do this and I gotta train more, I gotta do more. But in reality, I wasn't doing nothing s- super new. You know, I was just maybe learning like little small things <clears throat> that I brought in from from stuff that I had been training on prior to that week. You know. Mm-hmm. During the week of battle, I would only practice the best, the most successful uh, battles I've had in terms of feeling comfortable is when I only practice like once or twice the week of the battle. And there has to be one good practice that week. And if I have a good practice, that means I'm going to perform well in the, in the battle. But then I got to give myself the rest period to be able okay. to perform. What about any, any tips on the day of? Like stuff to think about, stuff, uh, I don't know, like, competitive mindsets things like that any advice yeah just get in the zone yeah you know you gotta block out just like anything else that you go do you know if you i don't know if people play sports or if you've ever competed on on different things outside of dance i mean it's just like that you know you gotta just fully concentrate on what it is you're there to do if you're gonna be sitting down distracting yourself and not paying attention to what it is that you bring into the table um you can easily lose focus and lose track of what you're trying to do so it's just like anything else. You mentally be in, in it 110% the moment you wake up, like thinking about what you're going to do, going into the battle, getting in the zone, staying in the zone, and finding your touch, you know? Finding your touch. Ooh. Here's another one. I um, like when in doubt, just listen to the music. Yeah. Let, the, course, let, yeah. The, that, let the music dictate. <laughs> that doesn't always help a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's, but yeah. That's what finding your touch is. You know, you go in, you get the groove, you, you start to dance, you feel yeah. the music, and then you find your touch. Well, it so, also depends on the DJ, too. Like, if they're yeah, playing some yeah, whack ass shit. Yeah. Yes. Just fuck up your so, whole shit. So I'm, I'm, I'm the fucking when you're in <clears throat> fucking B boy. Rock's right. How do I find my touch? <laughs> Don't battle. In your pants. With your yeah. finger. Don't enter the contest. Then you're not ready? You're not ready. Okay, so then how do, how do I get ready? What, what advice do you give me to, to get I, me ready so I, I can find my I say give yourself touch? some time. I, I mean, the thing is now is everything's so competition-based. I would say first just dance in ciphers, call people out in ciphers, go learn how to like understand your dance and what you're good at and what you're not good at, you know? Mm. So it's like go get smoked by somebody, go smoke somebody, go battle somebody that doesn't break like you at all so you can see what they're good at and you're weak at and maybe battle a powerhead and the next time you see them you're gonna have power for them you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. i think nowadays everything's just one track mind you know right. like whereas before i will a lot of us the reason so many of the, the older heads were more well-rounded was because they had to battle so many different styles of breaking mm-hmm. so you had to like oh that guy's good at freezes fuck i have better freezes the next time or that guy's can do that guy's a popper 
Yeah, so, so now I'm gonna learn how to pop, pop, and that's how it was, though, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what it was, you know. <laughs> so it's like now, everything's just there. So it's like yeah. I'm just gonna go enter. But it's like, are you entering because you're ready, or are you entering just for the sake of entering? Mm-hmm. You're not really gonna learn anything from entering a contest because you're not learning about yourself or your dance. You're just trying to compete and and get like. It's like when you're developing, you're not gonna learn much when that happens. Like you're I just see. entering to just be like, look what I can do. But it's like you're not at that level yet you know what i'm saying take your time develop it's like not competing for a few years is like playing college basketball and developing your craft you know developing your game getting stronger getting faster understanding how to dribble better how to shoot better then you go into the tournaments into the pros which will be getting drafted right that's when you decide to enter like battles when you when you're more mature in your dance and you know i think a lot of guys were successful early on in the in their competitive careers uh, from people from the 90s because there was many years that we didn't have competitions so when the competition started to come around more often those guys that l- learned how to battle in the ciphers and did all that um they were able to translate that vibe into a competition oh okay and then that's why a lot of the guys were able to be successful right off the bat whereas now a kid under 100 tournaments and get discouraged because he entered 100 tournaments and didn't make the past pre- the prelims Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like you got to develop yourself first and go into it when you have some maturity in, in what you're doing. You know, that's all like fucking dope feedback for any uh, person who's learning. And I think like the big thing, the, the big takeaway was really like, you know, finding your touch, finding like, you know, they, they talk about it like, you know, in music and in other forms of art where like a writer or someone, they find their voice. You know, mm. they kind of like that's what that reminded me a lot of, man. So yeah, that's really good feedback. Man. Have some fun. Yes. Yeah. All, this fun. Is, okay, all this sounds hella serious. But you got to enjoy it. It's got to be yeah. fun. Yeah. You don't go to practice and force yourself to do the same shit over and over if you're yeah. not feeling that same shit. Have fun. Be inspired. Yeah. Enjoy the music. Have fun. Laugh. Roll around. Yeah. Play around. So that's right off uh, off the dome. Off the uh, dome. Off the dome. Like Wait. right off the top of the head. Uh, I'm just going to go through more questions. Uh, here was one by um, Nick or Air Nick from Bangarang. Uh why are podcasts and vlogs such a trend now? Dang. Question mark, question mark, question mark, I think question you're mark. Being a dick. Yeah. Good gang, good gang. Yeah. <laughs> um actually um, no, I think it's a fair question. No, yeah. I I, I know uh, lately we've been seeing a lot of podcasts and vlogs and um uh we were we there was, I mean there's there's been podcasts and stuff for for a Since, long time. Yeah. There's so many podcasts out there. Yeah. But I think now people are thinking that it's a trend because there isn't really that many podcasts and vlogs in the hip hop breaking world. Um, you know, in M- in MMA, you you are ha- even in CrossFit. There's so many podcasts, and and like even I listen to you know Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's uh, friends with all those comedians, like oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, with uh, J- Tom Segura yeah. and those guys, and they have their own podcasts. Yeah. You know, and so um, I think it's kind of funny that. You know, people are saying like, oh, well, so-and-so's got a podcast now and so-and-so's got a podcast now. (laughs) And that's good. I think it's awesome that these people are actually tapping into it because we need it for the for the for the culture and we need it for the scene Um, because eventually somebody's going to see it and they're going to be interested, kind of like what Joe Rogan is doing. And eventually he might listen to our fucking podcast and, you know, he might come across it because of Boogeyman and shit like that. Right. So, I mean, it just depends on what you want to listen to it. And then, you know, on top of that, too, with uh, 
what we were talking about earlier, especially a lot of the things that Roxwright was talking about, was like building your brand. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, if you're going to, if you're trying to be an entrepreneur or have some type of business or any type of business model, I mean, you kind of, you have to always be thinking about different ways to engage with your customers. And I know with us, one of the reasons why we wanted to do it, like there's lots of reasons we wanted to do something. We uh, felt like uh, we're not going to breaking events as much. We wanted to, you know, give some love back. But on top of that, too, it's like it's a great way for us if we wanted to do uh, an event, if we want to do anything else, we keep on putting out something so people can still be engaged. Yeah. So there's definitely a lot of other benefits that are like that in in terms of marketing and all those other things. Uh, if you're being serious, Nick, I think you're being fucking... Yeah. Well, well, with that, um, Nico uh, asked how to be successful podcast and vlog. Well, I would like to ask that question of somebody, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, right? Uh, you got to put yourself yeah, out there. That shit yeah, is hard. put yourself out well, there. First off, is like, on, yeah. first off, you got to make sure you're supporting that fucking net neutrality or neutrality thing <laughs> fucking neutrality yeah. i can't speak neutrality <laughs> because neutrality because you you still want the internet to be free for one uh the other dude i'm a big um i'm a big believer in like if you're trying to do something uh don't just go and feel it out and do the trial and it like when uh professionally like i was trained like uh six sigma like process improvement and shit and they all say like the worst way to try and learn anything is trial and error that's the mm. dumbest thing to fucking do, and it's mm. the biggest waste of time. So what you want to do is you actually always want to leverage off of someone who's already done it. You want to learn from their mistakes, learn what is successful, what the pitfalls are. So if you are trying to start something, whether it's a podcast, a video, vlog, or whatever, look at someone who's already doing it and see what they're doing. See if they're sharing that information and breaking it down. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely something that I always recommend. Yeah, see nope. the formula and find ways to make it yours. You know, exactly. Change it to fit what you um, do, you know, like a lot of times. Hip-hop, son. It's easy to imitate it, right? It's like breaking. You find somebody's uh, style, you like it, you you take it in, and then you create your own style from that's it. That's just hip-hop, y'all. Um, yeah. Even on top that's of that, too, like someone who has the same strengths as you, but it's someone you can it's, vibe it's with. It's easier you know? nowadays. The technology's there. A lot of the, uh, the things you need to record yourself to do vlogs and podcasts are much more affordable nowadays. Yeah. The uh, There are people out there that are putting all their, like, supposedly, quote, trade secrets it, or, you know google it they'll put they'll tell you what they use they'll tell you uh how they edit it they what they do they'll give you your their 10 t- uh top 10 tips on how to vlog or podcast they'll tell you everything from lighting to recording your voice the the, the sound perfect yep um it's out there you could find it not only that watch vlogs and listen to other podcasts see how they carry themselves and then start your own and then create it you know to the point where it's perfect for you Right. Yeah, um, but, we we had a learning curve in the beginning of yeah, our we podcast. We were a trial and error. We, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot sorry, of people. Sorry, Mike. Fuck. A lot yeah, of dude, you guys don't. <coughs> a lot it, of people were, uh, you know, like they were, you know, big cr- criticisms, and some of them still have big criticisms on us. But yeah, you know, who cares? You know, we, get we yourself a bunch of assholes for friends. Um, that will help <laughs> yeah. out. They'll, they'll love to be assholes. But the thing but is, give you feedback. Um. Everything is free. A YouTube account is free. Uh, at least for now it is. Yeah. A YouTube account is free. Fuck. You can start your own channel. I mean, I started one just for my family and friends to see what I do during travels. Mm-hmm. B-Boys can do it. Um, I told Lancer that he should do one because he has his personality that I think would work. Nico, I think, is another person that I could probably yeah. benefit from that. Um, it just You have to find your comfort zone 
and yeah. create it. But it's also like who you want to follow, right? Uh, yeah. There's so many vlogs and there's so many podcasts. There's everything out there. It just depends on who you want to follow and what you want to listen to. And, and you, and you got to be stuff. passionate about what you're doing yeah. too. Yeah. You, know? you got to be. You got to be into it. You got to be passionate, and people will find you if you're passionate. Yeah. And you'll find other people that are passionate about it. For example, I fix up my Mini Cooper, my classic Mini. I found a channel that I'm very interested in last mm-hmm. night. So I subscribe to them and it's fucking awesome. And it's yeah. just guys putting their own shit out. Yeah. And, and so, if you think about it, like the people that you follow and you and, and the things that you're into are some of some of the randomness shit. Like some of the people that yeah. I follow, I'm like, why am I following this person? <laughs> but at the same time it's like you're interested in what these strangers are doing, right? Yeah. And so it just put it just depends on like it's how like, you want to oh, put your shit. You make your money. You have that thought all the time. Yeah, like, why I'm, am I following I'm watching this it. Like, what the person? fuck am I watching this, dude? This yeah. is the third food video yeah. I watch. Yeah. Also, yeah. you speak from experience, right? So like podcasts and stuff like that is like the experience. Like all, everybody in here has been in breaking for a long time already. You know, we've yeah. all been around since the nineties. So we've come from a generation that's seen a lot. So we have different experiences from different backgrounds within the same scene. Right. You know. Ninja Turtle over here doing backswings in the 80s. <laughs> 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 but, <we're gonna> <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, you, okay. you threw events, you did a video. Sasso was a b-boy, he did perform, he did a lot of I'm things. still a b-boy. I'm a b-man, bro. He's a b-man. Yeah, he's a, a b-man. Yeah, yeah, I'm he's a b-man. Well, no, Sasso's a b-boy, but he, he's had experience in the theater and, and traveling the world as a performer as well. That's right. And competing. And the still over here has experience. 50,000 people. <laughs> yeah, see, that's a lot of fucking people. More than, <laughs> did, any, more than all yeah. of us together. 60. Um, and the still has been breaking for a long time as well. And has the experience. Yeah. Breaking fools off. Shit. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> the thing is, yeah, you're basically, when we're speaking on here is that we're speaking based on experience, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's another thing. Like what well, we waited, we're in our thirties. Like we waited this long to be able to like do a podcast, you know? Yeah. We're a bunch, what, of, just a bunch of old guys. A bunch of old folks in here watching beer shit. and talking about how it was yeah. back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, but yeah. I think that's another thing, and you know, like as far as branding, I think there comes a time and place when you mature into these positions. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, don't premature hustle your skill when it's not fully developed yet. You know, like give yourself some more time. You're always gonna keep growing, but don't stop your growth because you're trying to make this a hustle already. Right, mm-hmm. right. That's, yeah. that's pretty good fucking Word. feedback, man. Yeah, look, look, Mike's experience. Rock writes is fucking experience, and then like Sasso and I, Rocks are fresh. Goddamn, you, you ain't got to say shit about yeah. Rocks are fresh. And you know, with the, uh, you know, with the experience thing, I mean, you gotta. Also, I also advise you stay in your lane as well. Like you, you'll mm-hmm. notice that I'll never fucking say shit about battling and all these other things because mm-hmm. that wasn't. That's not what I was really. There's a better person here to to talk about it. You know what I mean? And that's not the value that I bring. You know. So those are so, things to other you know keep in mind. Um. So is this gonna be our last podcast until 2018, uh, or are we gonna do another date? one? Because um, I thought you were like quitting right now. You're like, is this our last podcast? No, 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 no. Before 2018, a lot of people are busy around uh, about this time of year. So should we uh, save New Year's? Yeah, should we save uh, the 2018 goals, resolutions, and uh, things we want to see in 2018? Are we gonna? Should we do that now uh, well, or today, fuck 2018? We're, we're halfway through December, so there's there's a good chance that we that don't we might have one reconvene until after the new year. Okay. Uh, we can talk about it now, and yeah. then we could change them because they always change. Yeah. Okay. They change after all the, right. before well, the new year. All right, guys, let's go around the table. 2018 uh, goals, resolutions, uh, people that we want to hear progress, and what we want to see in 2018. Start with um, 
Let's start with the uh, art, cause yeah, he, he hasn't really spoke yeah. that yeah. much. Yeah. I've been eating chips and shit. Y'all don't spoke that much. Y'all talk to the fuck much. Anyways, I'm gonna saw your mouth. This is a podcast. This is what we're supposed to be doing. Um. Wait, was that the, was that the real question that the person asked us, yeah. who, and who asked us? Uh, Put your name out there. Uh, Pac Man and uh, Rafiki. What's up, Pac Man? Yeah. What's up, Pac Man? Shout out to the sharpshooters. In 2018, what I do want to see is uh, possibly Queen B. Yeah. Oh, we're talking about we're, we're talking you, China. I, I I would like to help have a actually have a, a a big hand in and actually tough rocking have a hand in uh, throwing big hand on the yeah. B girl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, you guys are awful. Uh, Not yeah, let's take that back, man. It's 2017. So yeah, hey. everybody get offended. Hey, hey. But anyways, uh, possibly Queen B. Um, yeah. I want to grow tough rocking, and I think um, with us always being. In a community of breaking and b-boying and b-girls, I think uh, we're due for a jam uh, sometime mm-hmm. 2018. Not only one, but I would like to have something thrown maybe by spring of 2018 and then Queen B sometime later in the year if uh, Saki and China would allow us. We should talk about those things. Yeah. Graciously <laughs> do that. But other than that, you know, um, um, you know, more stuff with uh, the whole umbrella of the not so fresh podcast tough rocking word yeah awesome me yeah yeah you rock right who wants to go next yeah 2018 yeah goals resolutions people you want to hear progress and what you want to see in fly to 50 different countries again and uh, get (laughs) fucked up every day yeah um (laughs) snort coke (laughs) do meth oh wait wait i have one more thing get fucked up every day one more thing I want to beat Rosh right once in Fight Night oh, on Xbox. Oh, it's not going to happen. Fucking asshole. Give him some, uh, that's give, that's not, his 2018 happen. goal. Get him drunk and then maybe you can. <laughs> roofie him so you can fucking yeah. beat him. Um, beat him off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Oh, no. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> this guy might get excited over here. Yeah. <laughs> get beating people off and shit. What is your goal for 2018, yeah. Rosh my goal for 2018 is to reach the 100th win of yeah. my competitive breaking oh, career. And um, where are you, let them know where you're at right now. 96? Yeah, 96. Going on at 97. Yeah, this month I'm a little uninspired, so I've been training a lot. I got hurt, hurt my neck, so I couldn't do this one battle I was planning on doing. And yeah, I mean, it's cool, whatever. Next year, uh, I want to, I mean, reach that goal, that milestone for myself at least. Um, other than that, man, that's like a lot, you know, that's a lot, it takes a lot of work to do stuff like that. Um, but there's other projects in mind. Um, just be on the lookout next month when launching this whole project uh, that I've been working on with my sponsor for the last year. So really exciting stuff. Uh, I hope it's as uh, cool as I expect it to be <laughs> from what I've seen so far. Um but we'll see outside of that yeah there's just a lot of different things that i want to kind of launch and and start off with um myself my own projects of my own like you know like my website revamping my website which is actually i'm gonna start that like soon i'm just gonna start writing articles again i feel like there's a lot of change that's happened since i stopped writing stuff and um i feel like there's a lot of new experiences i've had uh that i can share and educate on and i feel like yeah just uh more or less work on myself get better at what i do 
And uh, honestly, I, I don't really like to set goals for myself like like that. Like where I'm like, in 2018, I'm going to do this. Like, I don't know. I'm just going to fucking do what I do. That that yeah. should be a goal. That's it. That's it's to set a goal. Do what you do. Your goal should be yeah, to set a goal. goal. <laughs> yeah, set a goal. Yourself. I know no, what. Every Take day. more vacations. That's go. my goal. There, there you go. go. Hawaii. I heard Hawaii is a good place. That's a good one. What's <laughs> up, Mike? So, uh, let's see here. Plans and goals. I mean, I always be making goals, anyways. <laughs> I have uh, this goal about uh, a lot of stuff that's a uh, career focused. Um, basically, along the same lines of what Art was talking about, it's like building tough rocking. So, mm-hmm. one of the things uh, why I have so much love for hip hop was like, you know it's how I ended up in my current career as just being a project manager, then a product manager and all these other things. You're so fucking cool. I know, right? It's fucking, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. But with that being said, uh, like there's these different types of things that I want to learn how to do, uh, with the site, with, uh, building a technology and a couple other things. So we're going to keep on trying to make different things. I mean, that's what we want to do. We want to build within this industry and, you know, make stuff and contribute to the scene. Um, since we're not breaking anymore or like, you know, throwing events as active, much quote unquote yeah. active we gonna figure out different ways to be uh, to still contribute you know yeah. so doing a lot of uh stuff with centro doing uh currently with centro what i'm doing is i'm actually doing this uh, mentoring thing and i'm doing a uh this thing where we are people are coming in who want to throw events and i'm actually <laughs> giving them guidance as far as how to throw an event you know from uh like basically the step by step of like all the basics and shit so if you're interested in doing that you know just reach out reach out to people at centro we're, we're setting that up uh also at centro i'm creating a process for uh how to do events and under that umbrella would be like stuff that's like you know camps uh art shows things like that so i'm working with them on developing some type of standards with them which uh corporations usually have so those are the type of stuff that i'm working on mm. and plan on have done soon that's a lot of fun huh no 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 that's awesome because uh that's kind of like along the same lines uh, as me i you know with the whole tough rocking thing we uh i want to throw more events yeah. not just hip-hop events but um things that kind of like uh revolve around hip-hop um you know just different events at centro right. um see uh <laughs> far as like personal goals i want to hit more prs yeah. Yeah. my meat ass head and shit um meat ass head. yeah meat uh, now head. my new meat ass head um shit what do i want to see in 2018 definitely queen b um i want to work uh more with uh loyal and dedicated shout out to them yeah. for hooking us up with some gear for our uh, competition. Um, Make sure you guys check them out. <clears throat> yeah, check them out. com. Uh, people that I want to hear progress. Uh, just shit. All my friends and family. Like, I just... Uh, I, once... I uh, genuinely get, like, super hype when I see friends and shit like that succeed in life. It, 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 it could be the littlest things, too. It's just like them getting a new job and yeah. shit like that it's like dude dope you know and or even just working on themselves um you know uh fucking from like eating right to exercise and shit like that we're like hey we um i'm getting fat you know <laughs> uh, and you inspired me to work out and, that, and that's awesome like yeah. the hardest thing is to actually just to start so it, even if it's the it's the little uh victories that count the most so 
getting up early in the morning to take that jog good for you like that's the type of shit that i want to that i i want to see people progress in um also just like get well like getting back on my finances and shit like that and uh you know just life shit yeah, just kick ass at work adult. keep kicking ass at work um just all the other shit that's what i want to do that's good. Cool yeah. beans. Anyways, <clears throat> should we just wrap it up from there? I know we usually do our our music thing. We could just mention it real quick. Okay. Take like a minute. Uh, real quick, I been I just discovered Michael McDonald's Christmas album. It's the shit. Oh my gosh. All, All right. right. Oh yeah. yeah. This Christmas. Oh, <laughs> Don't eat it. What do you it. got, Mike? Yeah. Shit. Uh, lately I. Dude, I've been stumbling upon uh, all this stuff on my iTunes, and I was listening to some classic rock, some shit I haven't heard in a long ass time. Hell yeah. Some, uh, what's it, Bachman, what the, you know what I'm talking about? You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. Do you remember that song? Bachman Turner Overdrive. Anyways, old man shit. I was like, damn. You like Credence and shit? Yeah, um, Credence too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Clearwater and Waddle. Yeah. And you know the reason why I was looking into it is because uh, Jay... Uh, exist in 76 mm-hmm. he says that uh, he was talking about albums and LPs that like are getting sold the, the quickest and the ones that are worth the most mm-hmm. and it's all those classic rock ones yeah shit too. so Damn. I was like it's, just peeping some of that I love that shit so I it? listen to it all the time yeah. as well oh, we see <laughs> all that classic rock Credence uh, even the Beatles all that stuff word word what's up uh, I've been bumping um, I came across uh, Bad Bad Not Good uh, instrumental with Ghostface. Oh, uh-huh. uh, so it's like the whole album, but it's all instrumental. It's fucking fresh. <clears throat> yeah, he's only. Been, do you freestyle over it? Do you start he's only been repeating it. He's been on repeat all week. Yeah. yeah. He's only repeat. You guys like want to see Rocks right uh, rap over it? Uh, I think we uh, should make a video of that. Yeah. Hey yo, hey yo. Suck them. Hey man, I'm being supportive right now. I, want you I don't to... fucking rap, dude. Quit it. Are <laughs> 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 you so angry, man? Fuck. All right, all right. Art found a new record store. Uh-oh. Oh, name drop. It's somewhere you don't need to know. Oh shit! Keeping it old school, keeping it real, and uh, real hip hop. They had uh, the full album from DITC. Uh, with day day one was uh, one of the tracks we used to bump all the time at art school back in the early two thousands. Yeah, mold. But um, I found that whole damn album on vinyl. I was like, fuck yes! I've just been playing that here in the studio. And that's it. That's all you need to know. Ooh, wrap right. it up. Wrap it up, B. I think it's great that you didn't want to give out the name of the the record store. People like will find it. Old school hip hop. Old school hip hop. Yeah. People will yeah. find Artists it. Artists keep it, it true. Wrap it up, B. And remember, and no wrapped. sex is safe sex, but if you have sex, wear a latex. Ooh, yeah. Oh, or a sheepskin. Sponsored by Trojan. I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't make that up. I got that from somewhere. You guys on Get out of I'm here. I'm not that fucking witty and yeah. smart. Anyways, all right, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Hey, thank you, guys, for listening to the Not So Fresh podcast. <laughs> Make sure you guys turn in. Um, a big shout out again to Lone Dedicated. Uh, big shout out to ToughRocking.com. Make sure you you guys check this out. Check us out. Shout out to uh, our gym, uh, Turnpoint. Uh, who else? Any other shout outs, guys? Yeah, shout out to Wicked. He just released the No Crash Mills mixtape. Uh, today's Check that out. So it's a zombie production. So for all you people making videos and you need to have the uh, rights to use it, 
go support Wicked. He'll Hell support yeah. you. Let you put on put it on your video so you can post stuff online with Hell that. Yeah. Hell yeah! I'll use his music. Copyright yeah. issues. Hell yeah! All right, that's so what's up. Check Word it out. Bboywickedbeats.com. All right. Word up. Shout out to our past guests. I don't want to forget them. The year is coming to a close, and we are grateful for them coming on. And yes. uh, so check out Tenth Planet San Diego. Manolo and Boogie both are uh, coaches there. Shout out to Hall H Podcast. You can follow them at hallh.com. Um, there are a lot of people I'm probably uh, forgetting right now off the top of my head, but go ahead and check us out. ToughRocket.com. Uh, Not So Fresh Radio Show is on there as well, and we've got our vlogs and our blogs and this and that. So with that, we will bid you adieu. Well, one real oh, quick. Oh, Can we do the thing, uh, thing, huh? winners of uh, the best hmm? fan question or listener question? I don't want to call you fans. You guys are like Wait. homies. So the best uh, listener question. Wait, we had something going on? Yeah, I was going to give him a t-shirt. Okay. Okay. All right. which, which one do you guys think was, was the, the best question? I'm going to give Saki one just because of the uh, fucking <laughs> for the Alabama. Yeah, the Alabama so, uh, Saki, Saki deserves one already, but yeah. someone else other than okay, Saki. So Saki's home. One, then who else? Um, who had the best question? Why are podcasts... Uh, Nick. Nick Martinez? You son of a bitch. No. You know what? No, I'm not going to give it to Nick. Oh, he's hanging uh, on Because I can't tell if he was serious. I would say Melissa. She, she's the one. Yeah, let's that, give it to yeah. Melissa. Yeah. Let's give it to Melissa. Shout out to Melissa. Shout Melissa, we'll get you a t-shirt. I'll go ahead and uh, announce it on the online yeah, today. You got to wait for Mike to uh, get enough stamps. Mike, Mike's going to give it to you off his back. No. All right, guys. Peace out. Thank you. Yeah.